Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida, this is KMA Talk Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, Alex Tavella, a.k.a. The Goat, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe. I like to smoke them like the Winston Churchill. Good morning to all our loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of the leaf. I'm your host, Honest Abe DeBabna, for KMA episode number 446, broadcasting live from sunny South Florida. I am here with my trusted cohorts every Saturday morning, the Italian scallion himself, Paul DeGracco, and the man they call the goat, Alex Tabella. Good morning. We Ooh, look at that this, mug. This Saturday morning. Excellent go. mug. Oh, tell us about the DeGracco crisis. There's a crisis this morning. There's a DeGracco oh, crisis. It started – well, one, I can't find my earbuds, but it started this morning. Was that, is uh, that a crisis? No, but I'm oh, just okay. saying I can't find them. It's just uncomfortable wearing headphones again like back in the day. Um, no, uh, last night uh, my son Eli fell and hurt his toe, I guess. Seemed fine, went to bed, woke up this morning. He fell again. And for like two hours, he was screaming about a boo-boo. So uh, my wife is currently at the uh, urgent care with him. Wait a minute. So that, that's the crisis. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. We just went from a foot to a toe. Well, I don't know that his... No, it was an ankle. Foot, it was an ankle. Well, no, no, no. An ankle. I don't know. Whatever I, it was, it us. turned into He's a one. toe. No, no, no. He's one year old. He hurt his toe yesterday, and he has like a big bruise on it, which whatever. Like, you know, like under the toenail, it's all black. And we thought it was just that. He he fell wrong on it. Yeah. We were like, he fell on his toe. He's fine. But today he fell again, and he's like pointing to his foot and screaming. We don't, we really don't know, but he didn't stop for two hours. So we were like, maybe we should bring him to the doctor. Great advice from Sean Beaudry. That's what you should have did, and it would have been over with. What did he say? Tape and aspect. Seriously. We gave him, he, he had you Motrin tell, first thing. You could tell the veteran parents right away. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, man. The veteran parents yeah. like, my God. Just, well, you know. He's, well, I Dave, we think he's fine, but why not take Dave him? Dave D was kind know. of a newbie. We never, we never, this is a lifestyle show. We've always called it. We talk about many, many topics. It's cigar centric, but uh, yeah, anything's open game on KMA Talk Radio. Especially when it comes to Paul's life. Yes. <laughs> well, so anyway, that's that's the that's the drama going I, on. I, 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 I'm almost afraid to bust his balls on this one because, like, now I see him coming home like in a brace and a cast, and you <laughs> could know, you imagine? They, they got him on a little kitty walker. Yeah, I'm like Jesus. Well, and now, you know, I would I would totally milk it too. I'd be like, "Look, Abe, look!" <laughs> but now understanding the full story that it was a toe and not an ankle, I'm a little. I feel a little better about busting his balls. No, about. last listen night it was his toe. Listen to me. I got. I got. I got a my a brother in law's sister who's like a nurse. 
And I'm telling you, they sit there in the office and they go, wow, they came in for this. We could have been treating somebody <laughs> help. They say that. They say that all the time. Oh well, man. Let's let's hope it's one of those cases, Paul. I'm hoping it is too. We normally don't we we're not those parents that like take them to the doctor all the time. I'm telling you. Uh, it, it's it doesn't he had listen, if in full disclosure, we all had COVID. Uh I don't know when did I end on Sunday was my 14th day. We all had COVID and we didn't bring anybody to the doctor. We were fine. When, when, was, was when, okay. was, when was your 14th day? I think it was Sunday. And you were in Disneyland what? Monday? Monday. Well, hell Disney World. Yeah. How can Obviously. how convenient? Obviously. How convenient is COVID hey, on Sunday so we can be in Disney World on Monday? The CDC says you can wait 10 days. Yeah. CDC says you can wait five, I thought. Yeah, but it's five. I, th- I was reading because of something. If you had symptoms, it's like five days without symptoms. Yeah. So I wasn't five days without symptoms, but it was, I, we just had bad colds. It wasn't, but we tested positive. I didn't test the kids, obviously. It, it, who it, wants in to regards to Tommy Callahan, I, I, I bust anybody's balls who gets hit by a car. If you're on Tommy foot Callahan got hit by a car by, and you get hit by a car, I just can't ever see myself. Now I've been in car accidents, but unless like you're riding in a bike lane and somebody rears you from behind, I just don't know how you get hit by a car. How do you, how can you, do you you see yourself in a situation where you can get hit by a car walking down the street? Are you asking us? Here's another guy. He got hit here. Especially not down here. In the city, I mean, maybe it can happen. Yeah. what, what, where do you get hit by a car? Where? I've watched it happen. Tommy at TGS. I mean, parking lot. I, mean, I don't know. I just, I, I think I got too much awareness to let a car creep up on me in a parking lot and hit me. <laughs> oh, he was riding a bike. Uh, all right. Well, I, I don't know. I watched it happen, but we were also teenagers. But I, I watched my friend get hit by a car. A, a driver ran through a red light when we were crossing the street, and it slammed right into him, and he rolled over the hood. But you see, he was, okay. he was okay. He I'm didn't break anything. I'm never in a case where I'm crossing a street. And Are I'm you not looking? Yeah, I'm not like thinking, man, let me make sure these cars don't blow through a red light. <laughs> when, do you, when are you ever in a situation where you're crossing a street? If I park somewhere, go into a restaurant or something. Once in a while, I'll do it. I'll go across the street to Publix. Oh, that's by you. That's a That's actually a dangerous. Did, yeah, didn't you have your yeah, car accident right there in that intersection? Yeah, oh. guy blew off my red light. I was on the phone with Ronnie Haysha. Guy smashed <laughs> yeah. me, flipped my car. I didn't flip my car, but threw my car, spun it over the median, and Ronnie kept talking the whole time. It took me like a minute <laughs> to find my phone to tell him to shut the fuck up. I got in a car accident. <laughs> Yeah, I've I learned, can see that. I, I learned an important lesson a couple weeks ago. You you just you don't you don't answer Ronnie's calls at like eight thirty p.m. because he's just in well, like ram- he, he because bored. he's just in rambling. Like you're going to be trapped till probably ten if you if you get on. I you have know, rule, you, you're in. I have a rule with Ronnie. He has the car ride home. When I pull up into the driveway, the conversation is over. Every day. No, like, but usually oh. one of us will call each other at night and half the time if I'm doing it, it's on my drive home, you know? So he'll be like, I'll call That's you back in 15 time. minutes. I'm, I'm like, in 15 minutes, I'll be home, bro. Talk to you later. 
especially since hands-free devices and stuff like that, since I've been driving, that's when I like, if I get in the car and I know I'm going to be in the car for more than 10 minutes, that's when I make my calls. Yeah. That's where you get absolutely, uh, that, absolutely. That's, you know, that's where you do it. Boom, boom. Get them out of the, the way. Best. By the time you get home, it's over. But I answered it. Yeah, home. It doesn't feel trapped. like you're driving. I was trapped with Ronnie. Oh, what did he want? Yeah, nothing. That's bullshit. But you know, attention. Ronnie never wants anything. No, he doesn't. I mean, it's great. Listen, I love talking to Ronnie, but then it becomes like an hour and a half. You're like, Jesus, it's, it's you know, we started at 830. It's 10. We're still on the phone. So what was the occasion <laughs> for another Disney trip? Was it the post-COVID trip or? We were supposed to have like a big family trip. We've been planning this for a while. My parents got one of those big villas. And uh, actually, it's I should have taken pictures of it, but maybe I purposely didn't subconsciously. But um, we had a big villa so that my sister my sister's family could come and, and spend uh, a couple of days in Disney with us. They were all flying down her brother, his wife and his two kids um, to, to stay with us in the hotel. We had like a, a 2,500 square foot hotel room with three bedrooms and it was awesome, but they popped COVID and they ended up not coming. Um, so my brother and sister-in-law from Georgia ended up coming to, to stay with us, but uh, it was just a family trip. Get the kids together. Well, you may have your chance to get back at me. Why? Uh, one you of going the to Disney? Manufacturers was very kind and gifted me. Whoa! So when are you going? Not telling you. <laughs> Dude, I will find out. I'm not, not only am I not telling you, there will probably be no pics about it. <laughs> you don't have to use those for the at the parks, you know. Yeah, you kind of do. It's either it's because it, it, we look because you can't even go to like Island or Adventure or anything. You got to use a Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise, Disney Store, Disney Shop, or Adventures by right. Disney. That's it. Right. So you can buy tons of great merchandise on Disney on the DisneyStore.com, bro. Who wants Disney merchandise? I mean, I'm surrounded by it. What do you mean? Are Who you? Wants it? Yeah. I mean, how much Disney merch can one? adult have oh here's one uh here's another one here's right here i mean we're just within arm's reach that's Disney i mean that's kind of cool what the is fact that you got the clock from that's beauty. the clock from the haunted mansion oh i thought it was beauty and the beast i thought it no, was maybe like uh, the... if it was peter pan it would have been cool <laughs> but it's not this was actually a gift though i i i actually don't buy a lot of merch like maybe i'll buy like a hat once in a blue moon but, uh, I've been gifted a lot of really cool merchandise like that. This is Disney merch up here. That was also a gift. Those are the stretching room posters from the Haunted Mansion. Oh. What's the Haunted Mansion? Yeah, that, I don't know that one either. <laughs> you don't know the I Haunted Mansion? Say, I wasn't going to say anything, but I don't know that is one Is that a, like a thing in Disney? Yeah, it's a ride. It's a classic ride. Wow. Oh. I mean, I listen. I, there's a lot of Disney merch in here. It's all over the place. Behind me, there's Disney merch. I have a monorail, an original monorail poster on the wall there. And, and, I, I and that's from Disney. I've never been. I mean, there's I've there's never a lot been. of Disney. You've never been to Disney World? Why would you have Don't to go? Don't go with me. He's got kids. What do you mean? Why yeah, would you have to go? Just getting to the point. Listen, I, I feel like I missed a boat with Carmine, too. You know, it's funny because last night I was scrolling He's through the app store. There. I was scrolling to the to the app store in my my iPhone, and there was this new like tennis game with all the uh, you know kids tennis game with all the uh, Nickelodeon characters SpongeBob, right. Ben Ten, who, yeah. So you saw it. Um, 
So I went, oh, look, Carmen, I got a new game because he's an iPad guy. And he goes, yeah, I don't really watch Nickelodeon anymore. Thanks for trying, though. <laughs> okay. He's, but he's five, right? He's not into like Paw Patrol or is that six? Too little no, for him? Paul, he sits in cigar shops and plays chess with customers. <laughs> let, let me tell you something, though, Alex, in, in your defense, too. In my opinion, my Paul's going to argue with me. In my opinion, Disney's really a girl thing. I agree. It's not a guy thing. They go and they be princesses, princesses. they dress up and they get made up and. It's, it's, it's really not a guy thing. It's, it's, you know, Go Tomorrowland, bro. Adventureland. Whatever. Pirates of the Caribbean. Nut up. It's no. not a guy thing. Disneyland is Whatever. so not a guy thing. This, listen, kids, boys at four or five are Marvel-oriented. They're not Mickey-oriented. Yeah, Axel, but now that's Disney, and and Spider-Man's everywhere. It's Disney, Disney but it's always going to be Marvel. You know I mean? It's, you know. I agree. It, I it's, agree. it's hard to be a fan of Wolverine and then look at Goofy. <laughs> <laughs> you know well anyway matthew tobacco this is my office at home if that's what you were asking where is this or or we were talking about disney world i'm not sure what your question was does paul have disney on his phone screen uh probably no no i don't oh no. yes i do Yes, I do. The The background of my home screen is me yeah. and my son at the tree I, in Disney. I, I, really feel, I really feel like the whole Disney organization is like a, a cult. I, it is. I don't disagree with that. I, I, but, but let me rephrase that. I think they market themselves to be like a cult. They make their own cult. The first time I discovered the Disney Channel, and I think this was before we had kids. Um, That's when it was wife, a premium channel. I think my wife just moved. No, I would never pay for Disney. Um, <laughs> my wife just moved in, whatever. And then it was on. It was on. This is when um, Shia LaBeouf had that show. He must have been like eight years old. And he's going way back. And oh, wow. um, yeah, I forgot what his show was called, but like I got enthralled in it. Like it, the Disney Channel might have been on my TV like for a week. We're just watching all the shows. Couldn't get out of it. Then you see them cultivate all the other kids and the kids then make video songs. And, I, and, and like at the end of the week, I just realized this is like a cult. Yeah. This is like a cult. Man. They're, they're getting the kids in at young age and grooming them and going through the whole Disney system and coming out Disney young adults. And yeah, I think they've done a ma masterful job at making like their own like legitimate, but okay cult. It's a it's a life it's a lifelong brand for sure, and then you get weirdos like me that get stuck in it. But I'm not I'm really more into the the park itself. I don't know what it is. I just like going into the park and feeling like reality doesn't exist and living in that. that Paul, like, you don't live in reality world. anyway. Oh, I do. This anybody anybody who goes to Disneyland, anybody <laughs> I mean, goes to Disney World five times a year is not living in the real I world. Know, Paul. I go way more than five times a year. Worse. Thank you for making my point. <laughs> I feel like you can buy an Xbox and get the same effect for a lot less money, Paul. If you want to just escape, I guess reality. that's I guess that's true. But you know what? I we've talked about Disney this. Games. Like I love, I like video games. I can't get into them for more than like a half hour. Tom, I don't Tom, like. I don't have the attention span. Tommy Callahan, you know, in Paul's defense, he doesn't need to pretend. Mental illness is a handicap. <laughs> we don't. We, yeah, we don't have to. We don't have to do that. No, you're uh, regular. Are you kidding me? Now, listen, uh, thanks, when Paul gets in line for a ride, they go, oh, Mr. DeGracco. <laughs> right uh, this I way. Feel like I it's, hey, little Paulie, come on up. I was I was inquiring about their, their private club. It's called Club 33. 
And uh, I was just curious, but like, you can't just, even if you have a billion dollars, you can't just join. You have to be invited. They do like a, a weird background check. Anyway, oh, yeah, I got the information on. Well, why is it Club 33? It's a long story. It was the original address of the of the original Walt Disney Private Club in Disneyland in Norland Square. So he so anyway, I asked about it and I was like, can you like give me numbers? Like, what's the yearly? What's the annual fee? What's this? What do you get? And they're like, well, it kind of it's only told to you when you when you actually join. But you get like annual passes for everyone in your house. They're premier passes that work at all the parks in the U.S. Blah, blah, blah. They, they gave me like a quick rundown. And I was like, what are we talking? Are we talking like. $10,000 buy-in, 15. And he said, it's $100,000 just to join. And then it's something like a $35,000 annual membership fee. And I said to my wife, if we ever join that, we know that we've made it, but we'll never join that. It's funny because I say, if you ever join that, there must be something deeply wrong with you. Paul's like, this is <laughs> listen. If I if I happen upon uh, you know twenty million dollars someday, I don't give a shit. Of, if I got five hundred million dollars. I'm not paying a hundred thousand dollars to be in a Mickey Mouse club. Yeah, but there might be something that you'd pay that money for. Something that you'd really like one day. Listen, I don't know. If I had if I had a few money, maybe, but it definitely wouldn't be the Mickey Mouse club. Well, but you and I are I different could, people. I could see them all in the room with tuxedos. And the little Mickey hat with the ears, all shaking <laughs> hands. I mean, if I was, I don't know. I feel like I, if I was going to do that, with, I'd, I'd rather just go blow a hundred grand in a casino in Vegas and get treated like royalty for than, than at Disneyland. Absolutely. I mean, I always say that that Vegas is Disney World for adults with sex and gambling. Well, this isn't is a kind show, of experience. Paul. No, but I'm saying it's it's the. It's it's the same thing. I love Vegas. I'm just not a gambler, so I like I get bored. Yeah, I'm not a gambler. I'll play blackjack for an hour. I'll play blackjack for an hour and then just hang out. I don't like blackjack. I like ultimate hold'em. That's fun. That's a fun thing. Kurt Kendall's got. I like hold'em. Now that's a club. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not opposed. I'm not opposed to that. I have no. I have no moral qualms about it. I'm just gonna say this. Paul's the type of guy. Oh boy! If he ever did join that club, he'd be the type of guy who would fall in love with one. The hooker fall club. In love with yeah. Oh, a hooker? hooker. Yeah, maybe. You know the you know the guys I'm talking about. You they don't have to that, do this. They think it's real. Yes, yeah, I'll take you out what of are this. You talking about you, you don't know anything about. You only knew me when I was with my wife slash girlfriend at the <laughs> or fiance at the time. You have no idea who I am. This is the first woman I've dated for more than six months without freaking I out agree that with getting Coop too serious. I usually try not to agree with Coop, but he, he's right. He's right. It, 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 a hooker is, said. without a doubt, cheaper than going to Disney. <laughs> <laughs> a harem, a right. harem of hookers would be Seriously. <laughs> for as much as Paul goes. <laughs> All right. That's enough Disney talk. I ate up our morning. Wow. Why is Quentin? All right, Quentin. Wait, what are you oh, saying? Oh, man. I'm just shocked. I think we tried to take Adam K once. The Brewmeister. Do you know there was one of those massage parlors literally in the building that I used to work at when we had an office? You know, you live in South Florida, right? I know they're everywhere. I guess. There's one when I would. There's one across. When I would leave, when I would leave at five thirty at night, when I tell you, Lake Clark Shore is not like a fancy area, nice, but. All of a sudden, you'd see Lotuses and Bentleys pulling up at 5.30, 6 o'clock at night. I, I mean, 
you know, S-class Mercedes. The parking lot would be Paul, filled with all these. You know, these there was one cars. right across the street from where you used to live. From where I used to live? Yes. In in the villages? Right, right next to um, Don Chipos. Oh, on the uh, in Wellington. I yes. didn't know that. Oh, yes. if I had known that, that would have been a problem. <laughs> right next, right next to Don Chipos. I I didn't know that. Yeah, that was a, easy, one of those. Easy to point out if they're open at eleven p.m. at night. It's that's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> it's not rocket science. <laughs> oh man! Well, I'm excited for our guest today. Friend of the show, really good guy. It's it's always good to have him on. Always good talking to him. Real talk. Real talk with Juan Lopez. Yeah. Let's get him on. All right. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. It's time to meet your maker. Good morning, gentlemen. You guys hear me? Yeah, we hear you. Sunny South Florida. He's looking like Tammy Faye Baker on my end. Are you, is he blurry? Yeah, or he's he got a little him? pixelated, blurry. That's his. That's his filter to to make him look young. I'm blurry. <laughs> a little bit. A lot. A little, a little I don't, dude, listen, listen. When you when you have these bad boys, nothing's gonna make you look young. There's no filter there, bro. There it goes. You know you're Botox free. You're Botox free. You yeah, uh, yeah, you better believe I am. <laughs> you better believe I am. <laughs> hey, I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather spend, I'd spend my, my Botox money uh, with Kirk Kendall that, you know, where he just mentioned. <laughs> On the hook, really. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my money. <laughs> now, Juan, you got, you got your own harem of young ladies. How often did you go to Disney? Uh, when I, when the first, once my girls turned about six years old, uh, I literally, we, we had the yearly pass. So we went once or twice a year. Um, the last time I went uh, to Disney was uh, about a month, about two months ago. I became a foster parent. My my uh, my now fiance and I um, became foster parents. And uh, this young man that we that we took in that just actually left last week, uh, back to his family, which is always the end game. Um, I'd never been to Disney, so I took him to Disney, and, and I I called my daughters from Disney because uh, they're older now. And I go, ladies, the one thing, the one thing I'm going to tell you right now, your dad is not going to go to Disney World again until I, until one of you has my first grandson, not granddaughter, because I got three daughters <laughs> already, grandson. And he's got to be the age of six to six or, or older so I could enjoy and enjoy it with him. Because it's to me, Disney, uh, everything with the apps now, you got to go everything through your phone. Yep. Listen, when you go on vacation, you want to get away from your phone, right? Dude, everything in Disney now is phone, phone, phone. Order your food by phone. This by phone. The fast pass yep. doesn't exist anymore. Now you got to pay another like ten bucks to get in the fast pass. And this, yep. that, eight bucks here, dude. It's like it's like a money grab. It's become a money grab to me. So I I didn't enjoy it. I enjoyed it because he was having a good time, and uh, and, and it's great seeing when when a young man and I, and Alex. I'll tell you when when you take your kid uh, or your kids, you'll you'll see uh, the reaction on their face when they first get there. The excitement is. It makes you as a parent pretty pretty happy that that they're enjoying because it, it really is uh, an, an incredible experience. Once, <laughs> <laughs> not every not every every two weeks like Paul. <laughs> Truth, but, but you know Alex's son is kind of unique. I totally could see him going to Disney and saying, "I want to go back to the cigar shop." 
<laughs> I can totally see him doing that. Well, like, I, I, I think Alex is right. I think Carmine is. Uh, I, I was going to. I was going to say. In other words, the, the apple didn't fall that far from the tree, right? No, well, he's an old man, man. He's a six-year-old old man. It's weird. It's that's weird. Awesome. He is. He's like a. He's like a crackety old man. That's a great <laughs> description of him. He is. You'll probably. You'll probably love going to. I, I'm. I'm a big. I like roller coasters. I, I love like like uh, Universal, all that stuff. I mean, all yeah. things, the roller coasters. Yeah. I love. You know, now that my girls you know, are older, just, that's where we, I want to take them to the Universal and that kind of stuff. That's, well, that's, that's a ton. Yeah. That's a ton of fun. And, and, and hey, if you get a chance, and I know that you you like taking your kids around, which I love that you you love giving them different cultures. Any of the Six Flags uh, past past Florida, you know, Atlanta has a great one. Uh, the one in Jersey, uh, I used to go to when I when I lived up there when I was a kid. Um, Six Flags Great Adventure. Six Flags Great Adventure. Yep, yep. Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> I grew up going to the one in Wisconsin or Gurney. Up there. I, I grew up. I, that's where we went every right, summer. Chicago, yeah, you're up, out in Chicago. Yeah, up there by you know Wisconsin, right? Across yeah. The we're, we're up Tommy, Tommy, to answer your question, Disney does have a cigar lounge in Disney Springs, but we always prefer to go over to our friends at Corona so, at San. Well, Lake, we go to Corona's. Corona's when, when you're obviously if you're staying by there with Jeff, but. Uh, if not, you know, you could always go to Sosa's. They have a nice shop there in a little downtown Disney area. Springs, right? Yeah. I've been there many times, actually. Yeah, it's it's small, spot. but it's really nice. They have it a good is, selection, actually. Yeah, good good people, too. Sosa Cigars, are they still making a brand? I remember them. Yeah, man. I, don't, I, I mean, I haven't I talked remember. to Arby. So Arby, Arby and I play, play baseball together, uh, and uh, I haven't spoken to him in a few years. But I, I haven't heard, heard the name Arby Sosa probably in about 15 plus years. <laughs> I, I tried reaching out to him. I tried getting him on the show. Just get Juan to get, I you, get him get him on. Yeah, I'll uh, seriously, Juan. I, well, absolutely, I'll, I'll, I'll call him for you and I'll tell him that you guys want him on. And but, and as, but, as far as I know, and I haven't spoken to him in a minute, they're not doing much. I, I think he might be doing some stuff. You know, uh, you know, is, is that is that uh, uh, Juan Sosa still works for Fuente, um, and uh, I, he might be making something for the store for for themselves. But, but right. distribution wise, I don't think they're doing much. I mean, there was a yeah, point- there is. There was a point probably about 20 years ago, maybe 17, 18 years ago, where not only they had a brand, they had a national brand, and Ashton was yeah, even distributing brand. it at one point, and, you know, it, it just, I don't even know what happened. It just disappeared off the face of the map. Well, Kurt, you said that they sold. I, I had no idea they sold and who they sold to, but, but uh, but yeah, I mean, they, they were a national brand, like you said, 20 years ago, and then, uh, yeah, yeah. It, just, it just went away, man. Yep. So... I was going to bring this up later in the show, but you you segued into it. We're going to talk about this because, you know, now that you brought it up, we might as well jump into it. Um, You know, certain things you you could pick up from somebody. One of the things I always admired about you was your relationship with your children, right? As as a parent of four kids, you're very close. And for a guy who's on the road and a road warrior, you're extremely active with your kids and, and just looks like you have such admiration and love for them now when i found out you had become a foster parent which the idea of foster parenting is always just kind of been something that has intrigued me because it seems like it's more painful for you than it is the kid in some of these cases especially if it's long term i mean it's, i find it to be such a um selfless thing to do um can you just if you don't mind sharing, because I, I think this is a great story and should be shared. What yeah, man, what, what what led you to want to do this? And 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 how was your this was your first experience? I don't even know. How was mm-hmm. it? 
So, so what led me to it? So my my I have three daughters, right? So women now. One is one is twenty five years old. Works for uh, sells uh, um for for surgery parts and all this stuff, knees and L shoulders. Oh, medical sales. Medical sales. She does really okay. well. My my middle one is, yeah. is uh, now works for Ernest and Young as a forensic accountant in D.C. And my little one is sixteen years old, sophomore in high school in Miami at Lewis Academy. So I'm up in Broward now. I'm up here by the office. So I bought a home up here. And, um, and, you know, I got to see my daughter, my little, my, my older daughter, I see, you know, holidays because, you know, one is in, in D.C., the other one's in Miami. She's busy working, whatnot. And my little one is see once every every two to three weeks. She'll come. She actually now has become like a regular thing because now she's turning 17. She's got her car and she brings all her friends over. They hang out in the pool. They want to, you know, they want to hang out with dad and her wings down the other. Anyways, I, I didn't get to see him as much as I see her as much as I like to. And I was on a flight, funny enough, watching the movie Queen's Gamut or that show Queen's Gamut. And yes. that was an adoption. And uh, I know that Bianca and I have been talking about, you know, not a dog. She doesn't want to have a kid. My factory is closed, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I closed my factory down. And, Smart man. Uh, and I said, and I said uh, you know, I, I think I want to, I, I think we should look into fostering. So we started doing the fostering, the, the fostering, and during, this is during COVID. So during COVID, oh. it was crazy. So you you got we had 18 families that started the process that took almost eight months to get certified. So why did it take eight months? So it was crazy to me as a following. So you got 18, 18 couples go in, they do a background check. I mean, everything. They literally have to get transcripts from college. Every, I mean, it was everything. Um, then they come to your house, they visit your house, and they're like, wow, this is a beautiful home, this, that. You have to put all these alarms, this, that, and the other. Anyways. It took nine months to get certified. Out of the eighteen families, only two only two families got certified. There's Bianca and I and another family. Uh, so oh, they're wow. really, they're really is that because they quit or did they get like disqualified? No, some, some quit. Some people just don't qualify. You know, background checks. You know, they come see their home, and if you don't have alarms in every dude, it's when I tell you, Abe, that you have to have alarms in every every door, every window. Uh, the beds have to be. I have a four bedroom, so every bed's got to be away from the window as an escape, even if you only have oh, a wow. kid. Um, the pool. I have a pool. I have to get a baby a baby pool. Uh, the gates. Yeah, uh, like the I, gates. Yeah. I have to get it. Which as soon as they came, I put it up. As soon as they left, I took it right off and, and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like so. So then the process took a while, and then we they finally give us that one phone call, and uh, and we said absolutely. So we go to this this uh, place called uh, Child Childnet, and pick up this little man. His name is uh his name is William, William Cesar. He's a uh, Eight-year-old, um, man, I get emotional because I love the kid. <laughs> Eight-year-old Haitian kid. Uh, father's in jail for the next 20 years. The mom is in and out of jail all the time. He's got a smaller sister oh. with a different dad. Anyway, so his, gram- his grandma on his dad's side uh, literally put him in- into the fostering because she couldn't handle him. Uh, we took him in. Uh, and uh, the first thing, he gets in the car and... Uh, <laughs> I have a Tesla, you know, Jim's old Tesla up on Jim. Oh, I got the Tesla. Oh, I love that car. I love that car. Right? And he gave me yeah. a deal. So, so I, uh, I, I, he gets in the Tesla. He's like, "Hey, Mister Juan, is a Tesla." So I do that. I do the whole, you know, hauling ass so you can see how fast it goes. And he's all excited. So he gets to the house and and he goes. He walks into the room and he goes, "Mister Juan, Miss Bianca, is this my room?" Yeah, I go. Yeah, the one with the king size bed, sixteen TV, a workstation for your homework and all that. Absolutely, he goes. I never had a. I never had my own bed before. I've always shared my bed with my sister and my mom. That killed me, bro. That that oh. like got me and destroyed me right off the bat. And then to lighten things up, he, I go, I go. So William, I have a question for you. What do, do you have a nickname? And he goes, he goes, yeah, they call me King. 
I go, King. He goes, yeah, they call me King. And I go, why do they call you King? He goes, I know my dad and my mom always call me King. My uncles call me King. And I go, okay, son. So listen, in my house, you're going to be called Big Willie. I'm going to call you Big Willie. And he goes, he goes, no, but I like to be called King. I go, there's, there's, so there's two Kings. There's Burger King and me. And so he goes, Burger King? And he just tripped out with the whole Burger King. And uh, I am. And I, you know, so I, you know, I call him Big Willie and uh, great young man. Uh, dude, he got here, didn't go to school for one full year. So they got held back. Uh, Bianca and I sat with him. Uh, he came in with a kindergarten reading and uh, reading and writing and math. Um, and when he left us after four months, because he went back to now, he's with his auntie that got certified. At the end of the day, they want him back with a family, right? Sure. Yeah, the, yeah. The state does. And the lady's a great lady. We met her. We visited her. He came over the other day. We picked, we surprised him at school. Picked him up. Spent the day with us. So I'm not going to lose touch with him because I know I know he needs some kind of father figure and and someone that that will be got his back. And he's a good great kid. So um, again, man, it was when when he went to leave. Um, was probably one of the toughest days for me because uh, I, I got to fall in love with this kid. And then everything we did was we set goals for him. So he wanted, he goes, hey, Mr. Juan, you know, get me some Air So I have Air Jordan. Like I, and I, he goes, I want some Air Jordans. I go, you want Air Jordans? Okay, so we're going to do a chart for you. After 30 days of doing of completing all these all these, all these these tasks, I'll get you the Air Jordans. So I saw goes, the video. Uh, you, oh, you saw, you saw the video, I right? That's right. Video. So, so, uh, so then he went crazy. I took him to a dolphin game. He had never been to a dolphin. Dude, this kid experienced in four months. What? No, dude, hey, dude, hey, you love this. I took him to Joe Stonecrafts in South Beach. I don't think I'm taking my daughters there. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy's going, he's, you know, blew him out of, out of, out of the water. And uh, and he loves Bianca. He loves me now. Now he's getting hundreds, hundreds in his uh, spelling test. He's he's uh, he's now in third grade reading and math, uh, which we're very proud of uh, that we helped him do that. And, and his auntie being a nurse, a uh, very responsible young lady. Uh, hopefully she'll stay the course and continue to work with him because he he's he's a bright kid. Uh, I just think a, a lot of these young men are set up to fail because they go back to the same neighborhood. They can't break, they can't break the cycle. You can't break the cycle, man. Unfortunately, but and I, but and I really believe, and I really believe that you know, for a lot of them, they they don't know another way, right? They don't know what another universe or world is like for them to be, or maybe possibly live or have in their life. So. You know, you can only hope by what you've shown him in four months that he realized, man, there's different possibilities out there that can be done. And, and Absolutely. I, I even took him, I took him to the office. He met everybody at the office, loved the building. Um, I mean, uh, listen, I'm going to I'm gonna stay in touch with him. Uh, funny enough, well, as soon as he left. I was going to ask. I mean, you, you literally bond with this child for four months. And then obviously you, you go in knowing you're going to return the child to, into his own family. Mm-hmm. I, obviously, you want to pro- definitely, you know, in your mind, you definitely want to stay in touch, right? Absolutely. How does that family feel about that? Are they well, already that, or is it awkward? Yeah, so, so, the, so, so, we're we are in this. We were in Disney. We went to Disney for for uh, Thanksgiving. Okay, so we took him for Thanksgiving, um, and uh, and we we hadn't called his mom, right? And go, hey, listen, call your mommy. It's Thanksgiving, like you know, that's family time. So she gets on the phone. They talk, you know, we leave him alone in the room. Let him talk to his mommy and his sister and whatnot. And then I come back in like about 30, 40 minutes later. And I, and I go and I start talking to her. And she's like, she's like, Mr. Juan, please, anything you do, you need to stay in touch with my son. You become a great father figure to him. So has Miss Bianca. Uh, you guys are just amazing. All he raised about you and him. And and uh, he told me that you were telling that you're a leader, that, that you know, you can do whatever you want. Don't get caught up in the, in the BS in the streets. 
when a leader, a leader doesn't follow people, they follow you. And when you do good, good things happen to you. And I tell him all, I would tell him repeatedly all the time. And, uh, and he, and he remembered that and he told his mom that when he, when he tells his mom that, that he doesn't, he only sees once a month because you know, that's the only time she's allowed to see him uh, for an hour. Um, that means a lot to me. And it means that he's definitely listening. So it's just, you know, it's just putting, putting a little bit, you know, it's putting a little bit of a positive, you know, twist on, on a negative situation for him. Um, and uh, listen, I grew up without a father and, and I, I, my dad passed when I was three years old. My mom never remarried until I was 25 and or 23. And then, um, and, um, and I tell my daughters, you know, any, any mistakes that I've made with you, just remember you're only practice because I'm going to be the best grandfather in the world. So, uh, you know, as a, as a, as a dad, because any, anyone could be a father, not every, everybody could be a dad. Right. You, um, you told me that when I had my, when I had my first son, you, you like, I, Juan's a, Juan's a great dad. I, I, I don't know you. if people out there know, but I, Juan and I talked a lot when I was first becoming a father and he gave me a lot of really great advice. And, uh, I remember that very specifically that you said that to me. Anybody can be a father, but not everybody can be a great dad. And that and, and, stuck and, in my head. And, and listen, I ne- and I never had. So, so when, when I went going through the process, my daughters are like, really, dad? I go, I go, ladies, it's a boy. I never had the boy. You guys are not having my grandkids. <laughs> right. So it's, it's boys. So they were, they were cool with it. Now they love the kid. Now they're like, they're keeping in touch with him from DC, from Miami. Uh, every, oh, every, t- every time, every time I, Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, absolutely. They love him. They love him. And my daughter and my youngest daughter's friends that come over love Willie and they hang out and, and he's a great kid, man. And, uh, I, listen, we're not, we're not going to let him fail, but unfortunately, um, I mean, just by him being gone for a week and then we picked him up in school on last Monday, this come this past Monday, you could tell that his demeanor changed already. That the, the verbiage, the way he's talking, the attitude went back to the hood street. So I had to like, let's bring it down. Let's bring it down a notch. Let's go back to slow down how you speak. Cause I, I can barely understand what you're saying. When you start talking, crazy uh and you got to slow down and then I, I took the kids in the neighborhood they came i, I bought a basketball pole for basketball so so we have a basketball uh, thing now so i, I got the two kids around the neighborhood they, they know him came to play basketball and then they're and they're saying the same thing they're like will man you, you you're, you're you're too much you're 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 extra they said you're extra because he's like he makes a basket he's like, yeah well, he starts talking crazy like he's like a dude and i hate seeing that because that's that's not what it's about but again like we talked about he went back to his own neighborhood, Pompano Beach. Uh, he's Mr. Pom- he loves Pompano Beach, and uh, because he's, you know, with mother, he's with his mother now. Not with his auntie. So his mom, his mom cannot. He cannot be with his mom until she finishes uh, all these parenting um, classes to uh, to get him back. The 32 year old woman in and out of jobs, grew up in the hood, never really went to school. I mean, two different baby daddies. I mean, it's it's a tough go for him. Um, but I, but I, I did promise him, Bianca and I did promise him that we're going to stay in touch and, and we will. And yeah, he's not going to fail, bro. Not under my watch. That's it's great, extremely, man. extremely com- commendable. Do you, Thank do you man. plan on doing the process again? Yeah. So <laughs> you'll love this one. So we got, as soon as we, we, uh, we, we, uh, Will goes back to, goes to his auntie, they call us right away. So we have a 12 year old. So I said from five to 11 boy. So they go, we have a 12-year-old that has been, because you get to pick and choose. You don't have to take every kid that they send your way. We have a 12-year-old that's been living in the streets with his 21-year-old brother for the last four months. I'm like, uh, that's a no. <laughs> and I rejected that, dude. There's no way. I got a kid that's living with his brother in the streets. His mom, his mom is in jail. Lives in, uh, that dad lives in California. 
No way, no how. I'm, I, I, no. That's not going to happen, dude. That's, uh, that, that, that'll become a headache because at 12 years old, you come in here and be 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, I'm only 5'9". Right. And there'll be a fight, and then I'll get in trouble because, I, I, believe me, there were times when this kid I first got here at eight years old answered back to me that I just, like, I said, dude, Juani, <laughs> stay the course. <laughs> Calm down. But inside of me, I'm like, I want to get this kid a I go, I go that's, he knows what he's doing. That's why he gave me all girls. <laughs> because dude, he, will, he will answer back, and I'll be like, I mean, I, I, I screamed at him once, and, and he froze, and he never did it again. But uh, yeah, man. So so yeah, every every month, every week, they'll come to us because we're certified now for the next few years, and and they see the house. They you know they they, they see where the kids are going. They see what we did with William, and uh, yeah, man, we're we're going to do it again. But we're right now. I'm in the process of remodeling. You know, the outside of the house and all this crap. So right now we're we're on a we're on a holding pattern. Well, it's a story I definitely wanted to share with our listeners and fans. I think it's amazing, and I, I like I said, we all commend you on it, man. That's uh, yeah. A very selfless act because, but like you just said with your last example, you could really put yourself in a real headache of a situation very easily. So, well, the was. first thing I did, hey, the first thing I did, and they, and and I learned this in the in the process. I put cameras everywhere inside my house, except in obviously in the bedroom because it's illegal to do that. Uh, at least that's what they told us. I put it. I got cameras inside my home and outside my home everywhere now because they said you could run into an issue that a kid could say, hey. Mr. Juan or Miss Bianca hit me or touch me in a certain way. I'm mean, dude, it's it's crazy that that that's something the they but they 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 have to tell you because it does happen. And yeah. like they tell me, well they, they they tell me don't don't befriend the mom and the dad. Well, I go the dad's in jail. Don't befriend the mom because the mom will be one of those people, and it happens quite often that will be calling you. Oh, William needs this. William needs that. And then if you if you keep giving, they keep asking, and the more you give, mm-hmm. the more they ask. And and there's been scenarios. I mean, that, I don't want to get into the scenarios that you told me about, but it's it's pretty crazy stuff, bro. It's, so yeah, Logic. I have cameras over my house now. Like if my phone's always going off, ding ding, you know, everything anything moves, the phone goes off to this 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 arm and shit. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 a it's a great process. Uh, it was great to share the time with him. He's an uh, amazing amazing uh, young man, and I think he's gonna be okay. Uh, but I'm I'm never gonna lose touch with him. He's he's my dude, he's I, he's got I got a picture of him. With my kids, he's he's now in the in the kids' fame, the kids' wall. <laughs> so, <laughs> logic logic would only tell you that there's way more potential for something bad to happen than the probability of something good to happen. So, I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. telling you, God bless, man. That's very selfless of you. Thank you, thank you. Um, and speaking of the three girls, bro, Juan, that's only because you quit. You were a quitter, man. <laughs> You had, you had to do like me. Here, you had to do that coming, one more. Coming from you, coming from you, I, I yes, you're right. Hey, hey, I, I didn't quit. I just realized that Lourdes Academy is 50k a year for four years. <laughs> wait, wait, no. wait, wait, plus, plus the the cars, the college, this, that. Oh man, listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you. I, I have to share this with anybody out there who's listening, who's young. I know some of our socialites in our social Facebook group. Uh, they're, they're. They're just having their first child or they just had their first child. And, and I'll tell you this, because, you know, Juan, you make that statement. I've heard that out of Paul's mouth like 800 times um, about what it costs with kids. And one of my nearest and dearest friends, actually a gentleman who I moved, the, I met the first two months I moved here in Florida. And I think I spent the first two years almost having dinner at his house with his six kids. Um, wow. At least three or four nights a week. Um 
He was the first million-dollar seat in Wall Street. He, he moved down here at 44, 45 years old, retired. Um, but the best advice he gave me, because he's got six kids, you know, and I was single. I don't even think I was dating anybody at the time. I just moved to Florida. And, um, you know, then I started getting serious with Brandy. And one of the things he told me about was um, because I put off getting married because I wanted to afford the wedding and then talked about kids. Well, I afford the kids. He gave me the best advice. He goes, just have them. He had six. He goes, when I had my first four, I was broke as hell. He <laughs> goes, the kids will motivate you to find ways to provide whatever you need for them if you're a good man. It was like one of the best pieces of advice he gave me because I remember when my first daughter, we put it, we had him in private school. I'm like, oh my God, I'm paying this bill every month. I mean, literally, like I, think I had to look at my bank every month to make sure. Then I had two, then I had three. But you know what? I just kept working harder. My business kept growing. And I tell that to every young person who works for me who's starting a family or, or, or they're at that point when they're thinking about having kids. I'm like, if you want them, have them. Because the rest of the stuff works itself out. You know, if, yeah. you, if you're going to be a good parent, a good husband, a good provider, That's you figure true. that sh- stuff out. You find ways, you know, because your whole mentality changes. Right. When I was when I was single, I was going clubbing and out every weekend, dropping hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Like, you know, like I was a movie star, like you know, unlimited funds. That all changes because now you're like, yeah. oh, this one night out is like this month's tuition for the kids. You know, so everything changes in how you live your life. And, um, you know, if you're out there, man, and because. I, I I try to say life is really all mathematics. If there's anything in, in life you really should be good at or, or have a grasp of is mathematics. And what I mean by that is we all have a limited time and God knows how long. So you have to start doing some math. If you'd like to know your grandkids, maybe throw a football or a baseball with them, then you need to figure out when you're going to start having kids because otherwise that window of opportunity is going to be gone. If you want to walk your kids down the aisle – Kids aren't getting married at 20, 23. They're getting married at 32, 34. Yep, you're right. You got to do the math. Yep. So, you know, if if children is something and a family is something in your in your life goals, in your life plan, don't put it off. The rest of the shit will work itself out, man. Start. That's my best. No, I, dude, I, 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 I'm with you. And you're right. And I, and I have a lot of buddies. You know, and you know Nick Nanovich. And he's got, yeah. he's got five. You know, he, he keeps out. He pops his kids out like. Like they're tic tacs from the, from the canister. I mean, like, like I, every other year it seems like he has a kid. But um, but you're right. Uh, it's just my girls, Miami. Once you have three girls, and I know you you have the same. Um, it's see, girls are 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 time mongers, and all girls really want from their dad is for, for them for your dad to listen. They want they want they want to talk to you. They want you to listen to them. They want you to listen to them. And spend time with them. The one thing going back until to they're about sixteen, you're in their, in their teens, then they don't want to talk to you no, at no, all. It's, they, no, no, you, no, you know how it goes. This is how it goes. So it goes from from the age of from the from the day they're born to 14, 15 years old. Exactly. Daddy, 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 daddy. Right. Sixteen through eighteen, they gra- they go to they graduate high school. Those two years, they want to talk to mom only. Uh, mom, dad, you don't know anything. Dad, not every guy's like you were in high school and college, or you know, yeah, player, this and that. Then they go away to college. Second semester comes around. Hey, Dad, you're right. That guy wasn't asked. I go, what the fuck do I know? I was that guy. <laughs> I told you the guys are a bunch of assholes. Yeah. So, so it's like, it, and it's all right. But you know what? Now that they're in their 20s, I talk to my girls so much. Uh, my middle one, the other day, called me. She wasn't feeling well. And I kept sending her, you know, she's like, she likes this guy. He doesn't like her. She does. She's a professional. She's beautiful. She's, she's amazing. 
And I go, I go listen, when you go looking, you're not going to find anything. It's going to find you. Take your time. Yep. You're young, you're beautiful, you're successful. Don't worry about it. Guys will come and, and listen. And you have the diamond and the pearl. And you're, and you're successful. You're a smart young lady. You stay the course. It's going to come to you. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And it's, it's stuff like that. And that was a 1.30 in the, in the morning call that we, we sat on the phone to 3 in the morning talking. And, uh, and uh, you know, it's, it's little things like that. And, and, man, girls are just tough because, they're, they're, listen, women are way smarter than we are. Bro. Women, women are next level. Their, their mentality. That's why women, I think women like to go out with older men because a woman well, that's women, – Women mentally mature before young men. Yes, you know, absolutely, 100%. They mature earlier without a doubt. But listen, you, you're probably too old for this. See, KMA, Radio, KMA Talk Radio, we give life advice. This is a, show, this is a life advice show, this, this, this episode. <laughs> really, yes. But, but, but I'm going to share this. You're, it's probably too late for you because, you know, you're, well, I mean, maybe you're your last daughter. But, I, you know, I struggle with the three girls. I, I grew up, me and a boy, we, ne- we were never exposed to young girls growing up, you know, or having a sisters. But... I came up with an analogy on my oldest daughter. I, I, I'm going to pat myself on the back. I think it's brilliant. I think I want to share it with anybody out there who has young girls growing up because what we fail to realize is how mature we get. And then we start thinking we want our kids to be as mature with the wisdom that we have. We forgot what it was like to be young and emotional and not have reason, right? Mm-hmm. We expect them to have reason. So about six months ago, my oldest was bummed out. I had met my wife after, I think after KMA, we met to go have lunch somewhere. The kids, my oldest was bummed down. Like, what's going on? And of course, you know, one of the sisters told me the story. I guess <laughs> some dude played her or whatever. And, and she was all upset about it. And I was really like taking up. I said, man, I thought she was smarter than that. What could a guy at her age, you know, at 13, 14, we're all putzes. Right. I don't care how cool right. you think you are. You're a putz. You're 12 to 14, you're a boy, you're a putz. And, I, I, I said, how could you got under her skin? So I, I let Brandy take her home. And I let Brandy take the rest of the kids home. I took her home and we just started talking. And, you know, I'm like, you, you know, she's trying to explain her feelings to me. So I'm tra- I came up with this analogy. I really thought it was brilliant. I said, let me ask you a question. Because my daughter's getting to the age now where she's like, what kind of car do you think I get? Whatever. Da, da, da. And I'm like, yeah, whatever you get is what you get if you get anything. So <laughs> um, I said, let me ask you a question. If I told you when you turned 24 years old. I said, what's your favorite car? And I think she said Corvette. But I told you when you get 24 years old, I'm going to buy you a brand new Corvette. I said, but you're going to be 16, 17. You're going to want to drive. So up until you're 24 years old, I'm just going to buy you whatever clunker I can get. You know, the safest vehicle I can get at the cheapest amount of money. I don't care what it looks like. I said, would you have a problem with it? And she said, no. I said, why? She goes, well, because I know I'm going to get a Corvette when I'm 24. (laughs) I said, that's boys in life. Okay? Your Corvette does not come at 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. You'll be lucky until you find your Corvette to your mid-20s. Because that's how long it takes for men to evolve. Okay, but in the meantime, every other car is a clunker. You ride around, you have a good time, you go from A to B with it. That's every boy until that day. Very well said. I love that. I'll use that. I'll use that. That's good. That's fantastic. Let me tell you something. Her disposition changed. I was so proud of myself. I really was. Her disposition changed instantly. Clicked in her head how irrelevant every guy for the next ten years is most likely going to be. A clunker. <laughs> That's it. Doesn't mean you don't go A to B with it. 
but it's nothing you're ever really going to care about because the prize is so far down the road. And that's what you, that's your life goal. And I'm telling you, anybody who's got girls, remember, steal that analogy, man, because I'm just telling I love you, that. that's, that's I saw the dude. instant change in her mood. It clicked. She realized it. it. It's hard to get him to mentally connect emotions to logic, but it just put it in her thing and use that analogy. I was very proud of myself. You know, that was, you that know was what? That. Knowing your daughter, though, like, I can't imagine what it's like to be a father be, of a daughter because, like, I know your daughter pretty well. And her and I sit down and have good conversations. And obviously, since, I mean, I've been around, what, five, six years now, like, I've seen her grow from a girl into a, into a, a woman. And she, like, it bothers me that she's interested in boys. Like, I, that's, like, getting to me. I'm like, no, well, no Listen, no, no, no. dude, she's, she's look, young. I'm- I'm 39. I have two boys. I'm I'm with Juan. I mean, I'm honestly looking to close the factory down. I don't want to roll the dice again. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I'm I'm seriously considering closing the factory down. I don't. I'm good. I'm on. I'm in the same page as you. My wife is not. So as Abe always says, well, she's the one that decides. So if we get a, if we have a third boy, this house is going to be crazy. Oh, dude, and and, and boys, and boys, going for for my my nephews and, and friends that have boys, dude. They're 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 energy mongers, dude. They don't stop, dude. It's like if we had the boy yeah. first, we might have stopped. Yeah, <laughs> your, your son has endless energy. Yeah, bro, your son is a character. He's, yeah, <laughs> he's a terror. Destroy. There's nothing that doesn't get destroyed in the house. He's a terror. Yeah. Terror. That that's what that's what kept egging us on. We had these girls, they were so nice. He gave them a coloring book, they sat, they never did nothing. They were just <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. Then the boy came and we were all caught off guard. What is this? He's tearing everything apart in the house. The Taz, the Taz. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, Tasmanian devil. That's here. We want to we just truth be told, if we were, it started younger, Bray and I have said we well, it physically beat her up, but we probably would have popped out two more kids. How old were you when you had your first kid, Abe? I'm were we around I'm the same yet. age? I think, I think, uh, let's what, see, 35? I so I was 43 with Asher, maybe 34, 35. Wow. Okay, that's the same I started, as me. So I, started, I, I started at 20, at 25, 26. Yeah, I was 35. I mean, that's the kind of window. My dad had me at 27. I mean, 25, 26, 27, if you're settled down, whatever, it's a good time to start a family. Yeah. You'll get to know your kids and your great grandkids because now it's made it even harder because now our kids ain't getting married till later. Yeah, you know, they're also career driven and everything, you know. And you know, and I think about that all the time because I started so late, you know. I, I listen, you know, just to put it in perspective, right? I'm gonna be 60 years old when my kid graduates high school. Dude, I was doing the math in my head in the shower this morning. I'm like, <laughs> I'm all right, Carmine six. Sonny's one, so all right, he'll 15, I'll be uh, 55, all right, by the time he's 18, 20, I'll be 60, so maybe at 60, I can go do whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, Alex, last night as I was leaving, was dreaming about quitting and being broke and playing chess all day in a park somewhere. Yeah, that's that's my lose my mind and be broke in the beach. I said, to, I said, why do you got to be broke? Why don't you just retire and have money and play chess all day in the park? Well, because chess is going to take my sanity, so I'm just... Yeah, that's what it is. It's like the... the <laughs> The the it is mine to be this like chess park player. He has to be a broke, broken down, broke guy. It's part of the character, I guess. Life goals. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I see the benefit of having kids in your twenties for sure. At absolutely at with it with with a two year or the three year old. And well, a one, I mean, there's two, two sides too. You don't have the wisdom in your twenties that you have later on. So 
Yeah, I would have been a terrible father in my twenties. I was not a great person either. So, like, I I feel like I would have I wouldn't have been. Yeah, I, I was more I was more of a father. terrible husband than I was a terrible father in my in my in my twenties. <laughs> That's just a true story. Juan Lopez, the mindset was different. Juan Lopez always bringing the honesty. No, they do listen. And if and if you talk to my daughters, they'll tell you, oh, my dad's my dad's <laughs> awesome. But my the one thing my dad, as much as he travels, and I, I'm a two million miler American Airline flying mile. I'm, I'm that guy, actually flying miles. And uh, they're like, my dad's gone, but my dad my dad never missed volleyball game, soccer game. Uh, if if we had a birthday, a party, this that, I always made sure that I that I was there for my girls. And uh, you know, listen, those those people have the mindset of you know you're you're uh, you're done at 18. Your kids are your kids for the rest of your life. I don't care what anybody says. Right. You're not done in 18, nothing. It's all bullshit. Uh, your kids are your kids for the rest of your life. So now let's talk cigars. Yep. We're gonna <laughs> we're, we're gonna go to a break. And uh after the break, um, we're gonna get more with Juan Lopez. Um this is a crippled crippled week for KMA, so we do not have a uh tail of tape season. It's gonna start next week. And um we have a we one off have, huh? We have a one off tail of the tape. We have yeah, a one-off, we have a special yeah, tale of tape edition. That's right. I almost forgot about it. We have a special edition of tale of tape, but we're gonna have more with Juan Lopez. Are you ready, Paul? Oh, I'm ready. Okay. We have more with Juan Lopez right after this. Keep it lit. Surgeon General Warning: Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Currently available at your favorite cigar store, the Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua is another fantastic collaboration between AJ Fernandez and Rafael Nadal. Landing a number one cigar of the year of 2020 by Cigar and Spirits magazine, the Reserva Real Nicaragua is handcrafted at Tabaculera AJ Fernandez. This Nicaraguan Puro is a medium to full body cigar that is packed to the brim with flavor notes of leather, coffee, and red pepper, which pairs nicely with a spiced rum. Available in four sizes, Romeo y Julieta returned to prestigious form with the Reserva Real Nicaragua that should be enjoyed by all. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Hey, babe. Yeah? I'm almost out of wine and I want to order some online. Where should I order from this time? KMAWines.com, of course. KMAWines.com? What's that? What's that? What's that? Hold on a second. Let me show you. You see, KMA has teamed up with Bonner Fine Wines to offer KMA listeners a fantastic deal on a Malbec three-wine sampler. You see, here is their famous Malbec grown at an altitude of 8,950 feet. Three wines from the edge of the world. An old French Malbec variety no longer found in Europe. These three wines, 200 years in the making, yours, KMA listeners, for 53% off. Normally $130, but like I said, KMA listeners get 53% off. That makes it $69.99. So what do you think? I think we should order. I agree. And done. Honest Abe here, smoking cigars. It's that time of year again. The great smoke. 
For over a decade and a half, we've been hosting one of the country's biggest cigar bashes where aficionados from all over the world would trek to South Florida for a four-day extravaganza. In 2019, we themed our event for the first time, 70s Disco, Can You Dig It? And it was one of the biggest events we ever had. And we look forward to the very next one. Unfortunately, the world was hit by a pandemic and cigar events and functions were being canceled all over the country. Our team was poised with the question, what do we do? Do we cancel the event? Do we do a half-cocked event and just get by? No, instead we put on our thinking caps and put on one of the most epic seven-hour virtual events that was enjoyed by thousands and viewed by tens of thousands of people all over the world. Our event in 2021, the digital experience, forever changed how these types of events will be done. So this year, for the first time in 2022, the Great Smoke, the Last Blue Owl, will be both an in-live and virtual event experience. We had hundreds of people who contacted us early this year telling us how much they enjoyed our virtual event this year, how they had never participated in one of these mega events because they were unable to take time off for work and travel and come down. So this year, we're going out of our way so that people can enjoy the event in their own home as they did earlier this year and also do it in live. Michael Hercox of Ferio Tago Cigars and Kim Keeney will be returning in 2022 to reprise their roles as co-hosts for The Great Smoke. As we did earlier this year for the first time, we have worked with select manufacturers to make very limited TGS releases. We got Aganor Salif, Espinosa Cigars, Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, Room 101, and ADV cigars. They will each be making a very limited run of TGS edition cigars, exclusively ticket holders for The Great Smoke. There will be a series of special virtual events between the end of November and the beginning of February where all these TGS limited releases will be offered prior to The Great Smoke event. So you will need to get your ticket in advance to be eligible to get into this very special TGS virtual store to participate in these events prior to the Great Smoke date. As always this year, we're going to have a very special dinner hosted by the Red Meat Lovers Club and special guest Steve Saka from Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. This is going to be a last luau feast like you've never seen before, and all attendees will get a very limited RML, it's Red Meat Lovers Cigar, made by Steve Saka just for this event. So what do you have to do to participate? Go to thegreatsmoke.com, secure your ticket, which will get you the last luau party back. Now, whether you're virtual or coming live, everyone will get the same epic package. This is the most epic Great Smoke package we've ever made in the history of this event. Almost $450 worth of swag and 40 premium cigars that will either be delivered to your door or handed to you the day of the event. As always during the Great Smoke, we'll have mega raffles and prizes, and whether you're at home or there live in person, Everyone who gets a ticket is automatically entered. The event dates are February 24th through February 27th with the main event being February 26th. And whether you're there in person or live watching at home, we're going to have five special virtual sessions and interaction with what's going on in the event floor. So you can actually see what people and what things are going on as the event is happening. Tickets will on sale this Friday, November 12th, noon Eastern Standard Time. I urge everyone out there to get their tickets early. They'll let you participate in all the pre-virtual events we're going to have with the manufacturers who made limited releases, and it'll secure your ticket because our feeling this will be the most epic year ever as far as ticket sales and how fast they'll go. To get your tickets and for more information, go to www.thegreatsmoke.com. The last luau, baby, because this is be the last luau you'll ever need to go to. Peace.
Welcome back to Hour 2 of KMA Talk Radio, everyone. Honest Abe here. We are broadcasting episode number 446 live from sunny South Florida. Here with my trusted gang, as always, the Italian Scallion, the man they know as Goat, and the man who always tells the truth the way I like it, our good friend Juan Lopez. That was a very life, uh, life-motivating, life uh, family-oriented, educational uh, uh, first hour of KMA Talk Radio. Yeah, yeah, it was. It always is yeah. when Juan's on. When do the virtual packs get shipped? You guys got to read the bottom of your invoice or read anything on the KMA website. I'm not answering that question anymore. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just oh, done. Oh, oh. I've got 8,000 messages. My favorite is they'll send me the screenshot of their invoice. I ordered it. When does this ship? And right there in all caps at the bottom of the invoice, it tells them when it ships. I'm like, just, just look at the picture. You just emailed me. So, uh, Juan, start off on a lighter note. We had a, a little chatter in the uh, comments. Is that a Johnny Blue dispenser behind you we see? Uh, and, and as you can tell, it's empty. <laughs> 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 so, so I got one of these. So this bad boy right here, right there. there you go. That is cool. Um, I, I, right there you go, right there. There it is. So I was in North, I was in North Carolina at a Craig Castle store in Tinderbox, and I saw them, and I thought they were cool as hell. So I bought one for myself. Uh, I was putting wine in it, then you click clean it up, and then I started putting my, my scotch in it. It's it's just cool. I have my buddies over, and they come, they pour themselves. I don't have to be, you know, like, you guys get up and do it. I actually bought one for Giucalucci for his. He's a wine, big wino, so I got him one for Christmas. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah, man, so, yeah, it's definitely it's empty because last night I had a few, but uh, it'll, it'll be full again soon enough. It, it doesn't and it chills it, it? It doesn't serve a chill. It just no, 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 it doesn't. It doesn't chill. It doesn't chill it. But I, I got those uh, Johnny Walker balls that have the Johnny logo on it. Put yeah. one of those and just open the tab and let's go. <laughs> and the blue goes really fast. It's real. Sweet. I'm sure it does. It tastes, oh, so good. It, it tastes so good when it hits your lips. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we should reach out to Kevin Shahan and um, let him ask him to make another Bonner Wines commercial. Probably the only way we'll ever get a new one made. Well, the one that I, I just saw, well, pretty, the one that I just saw was pretty cool. The one for the KMA wine club. It's actually thing. the best one probably made. Yo, let me Which let me tell you, it? that's a hell of a deal. I, I was I was online already looking to buy it to try because I like drinking wine too. But that's that's a great deal. I mean, hell Which one did he play? Yeah. Which rerun? The, uh, the Malbec. The Malbec when he comes out of the shower and Kevin no, Shanahan. That, that was yeah. Kevin, oh, Kevin Shanahan. Yeah. Um, I have I have Kevin. Speaking of him, I have his video that we can share if you want to watch it. Paul, and- you're such a putz. You know what? He, he, I, you know what? So here's a guy who's so unprepared, right? And I was just texting you because I knew you were going to be a putz. Here's a guy oh, who's so unprepared. Sorry. He gets sent the link for Kevin Shahan. Doesn't even watch the video. Has no clue for the context of what it is. Because you're not supposed to talk about it. Had you known about it, you're just supposed to start. Uh, uh, I'm reading not, his messages. Yeah, yeah. Just go ahead and run it. Play a video at this point. Then you can catch up and learn he, and read about what happened. My, my, my text from him said that it's for when they're on the show. Right. It's a teaser for when they're on the show. All right, here we go. Can you see it? Yeah. No, it's supposed to, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Can can you at least full screen it? Just either full screen it or stop it and play it later, man. You're killing the whole mood and vibe oh, of this man's hard work. 
if you can't full screen it, stop playing the video. All right. Because you, you're literally just like ruining this guy's hard work. How's that? Yeah, now mute everybody. How much longer is this going to take, Poison Ivy? Be patient. Be patient. Be patient. The show has already started. We need to hack into the show before the guest comes on, Ivy. Before. Do, do, do you want me to inter interrupt the guest and look like a jerk? Do you? Of course not. No, because that is something the Joker would do. Interrupt a guest. Do, do I look like the Joker? Do I look like a clown to you, Ivy? Do, do I make you laugh? <laughs> of course not, babe. Just a few more seconds. I'm having trouble with the Wi-Fi. Oh, really now? Who would have thought that getting good Wi-Fi in a hundred-year-old clock tower would have been so difficult? I'll tell you who. Me. I told you this wasn't going to work. We should have broadcasted from the lounge like I wanted to. We could have gone in after hours. Nobody would have known any different. But no, no, Ivy, you had to make a grandiose ex exhibition into the show. And, and, this, and this, is, this is what we got. Ivy? Yeah, babe. What's the red light on the camera mean? Are, are we live? It just means the camera's ready. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, since, since the camera's ready to go, are we about ready to go, Ivy? Almost there. Jeez. Now I know how Abe feels with Paul as a producer every week. What did you say? Nothing. Nothing. Ivy? Yes. Why can I see myself on KMA? Are, are, are we, are we, how long have we been? Just go. Hello, Honest Abe and loyal KMA viewers. It is I, the Riddler, and we have hijacked today's show. In just a few short weeks, we are going to release something upon the world. <laughs> and Honest Abe, there's nothing you can do to stop me. <laughs> Riddle me this, honest Abe. What is made not of the people, but for the people? You'll find out in just a few short weeks, honest Abe. <laughs> You'll find out. KMA will find out. The whole world will find out. You're supposed to cut it. The whole world will find out. Listen, I, this is why we rehearse this over and over and over again, Ivy. I wonder, I wonder if Paul needs another job. You think he looks good in tights? <laughs> oh, hold on. I got to unmute you. You have to unmute yourself, Abe. You muted yourself. You're muted, Abe. Abe, can't hear you. No truer words were ever spoken. This is literally how Paul and I talk every week. I do look, uh, I do look good in tights. Just so everybody knows. <laughs> so, 
that's just a little teaser video because our <laughs> guest next week is Kevin Shahan. So uh, we'll see what happens next week. That being said, let's get back to our man, Juan. Juan, TPE, you going? Uh, no, man. So they kept sending, they kept sending the guys over at Cretech uh, kept sending the emails. This lady, Dawn, and then Sergio's the president. They kept sending the emails for the booths to my marketing person that is not hasn't been with us for a year. And uh, so they, they reached out to me like, hey, man, you're not in here? I go, no, I, I want to be in it. But then I go, now we don't have any space. Everybody took it. I go, well, I, I don't want to be part of the, you know, that little stand up. I, w- I want a booth, right? And uh, they, they were going to make a, 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 a booth for us, but on the on the weed side, right across from the premium cigar side. And then I asked, I go, Don, so what am I facing on the on the premium side? And she's like, well, it's this big wall that I'll taught us as like a bar or some kind of bar. <laughs> and I go, I go, yeah, that's not going to happen. So I'll, 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 I'll get first dibs. I'll go next year and we'll hold off this year. I, I did I did give my my representatives and and the uh, retail stores a, a TPE deal that's going to run through the TPE event. So there will be a deal um, that for the TPE. And I also passed the deal on to the guys over at Cretech. And uh, so, yeah, we won't be there this year. Do, do you really find it imperative to, to your business to be there? Uh, man, it, it, no, it, it, it doesn't. I mean, is, is it just a company vacation right off? Yeah, see, I don't think it's necessary. I've been to Vegas so many times. Hey, just like you, I'm sure, man. I'm, I'm over Vegas, dude. I've been doing this for 25 years. I've done all the trade shows. I'm over Vegas uh, because when we go to Vegas, it's work, and, and people don't get it. Oh, you have the best job in the world. Yeah, no doubt. But when you have to get up at six, you know, six, 7 in the morning, Get ready, go to the show floor, work eight hours, go back to your room, take a shower, change, entertain customers until two, two, three in the morning, and do it again and again and again for three, four days, for 25 years. I always tell people, Vegas, Vegas IPCPR, uh, um, PCA now, um, to me, it's like every year takes like two years of your life. So <laughs> it's just because it really does. It's the, the hustle, the, the constant grind at, at, at those events. Um, I think uh, TPE, it's, it's a good thing what they're doing. I'm a PCA guy. I'm I'm loyal to PCA, but uh, but TPE does have its advantages for a lot of the newer brands um, that they want to you know release something new, something different uh, before the trade show. But as as we all know, um, you know the big show for us is PCA. I see a lot of the manufacturers, like I think Altus is doing it now because I just saw Alan Rubin chime in, but now they're making like TPE releases. Yeah, no, I'm not. I, mean, I don't. Isn't it kind of. Isn't it just kind of getting silly now? TPE well, releases, PCA well, releases, TAA to me, releases. Dude, to, me, know, to me, pretty to soon me, we're gonna have Thanksgiving releases. You know, Valentine's Day releases. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right foot, right foot release, left foot release, yeah. raise your hand release. I mean, listen, it's it, it's become to me that the limited edition, uh, limited releases is a little bit out of control. Um, I, I think you know everyone in their portfolio has a lot of good cigars, great cigars. They should be promoting and giving it legs so it can develop. Because you know, at the end of the day, we're the ones that are supposed to develop the cigar, create the create the euphoria for the cigar, so they come to your store and purchase from you, or go online and purchase from you. Um, and I think just keep keep doing the same. You know, the new release, limited edition. Every other week, it seems like somebody's doing a limited edition. And uh, I mean, there's so many. Your portfolios are so huge. I mean, uh, you got you got companies that have limited release every month uh, or or limited edition every month. To me, it's crazy. Why? I, get, I get it. It's, it's a nice infusion for the company in sales and cash. I get it, um, but it's it's just overwhelming and uh, and it, I think it takes away from the creativity side of the industry and making guys wait until the trade show. 
for something really special. Uh, if you notice, a lot of the companies nowadays, you know, we we were we were one of the ones that would do like five releases every year. Now it's one release. That's it. One release. I remember one year on KMA, I busted on Rocky, who was an advertiser of the show. But I busted him because I think he had like 11 releases at the trade show. I'm like, yeah, that's crazy. It was out of control. But I don't want to know why Alan Rubin is correcting something that nobody said. Are you listening to the show, Alan? No one ever said it was a TP exclusive. We literally said TP releases. Alan, who literally just only cares because he gets a free trip to Vegas. Otherwise, he has no interest in TPE or PCA or any other thing. That is a true statement. <laughs> no, yeah. We got a question for you, Juan. We got a question from John Myler. So you're not a trade show guy anymore. What's your favorite part of the industry? Uh, man, just meeting, meeting, meeting different people. Uh, going out. I, I, I don't. I don't mind trade shows. Um, I just think just going out there, meeting different people. What I noticed this year that I started traveling again this past year, 21, um, is the the new smokers. There's so many new smokers. There's a lot of, you know, 25 to 35, 40-year-old guys who are not just getting into it. That That's what I love seeing is, is the new smokers, educating those guys. Because, you know, you got, you got the old guards that go, yeah, I don't smoke Gurkha, I don't smoke this. And I tell them, no, no, oh, I, don't, I don't smoke Gurkha. I go, when was the last time you smoked a Gurkha? Because, you know, it's... Companies change, you know, and it's a, uh, and I understand, you know, they have, you know, they, they remember Gurkha from like, you know, nine, 10 years ago, whatever it may be, the company's changed. You know, we, we're focusing more obviously on, 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 on gray cigars, um, tone it down a little bit on the packaging um, and spend our money and going to, to the, you know, the better factories, the better tobaccos. Uh, and that's what, that's what we've been doing. But uh, yeah, it's, it's meeting people, doing events, uh, educating the customer, the end consumer. Um, on, on the new products and and uh, in our portfolio, which is a, a pretty large portfolio, that seems like every year I have to sit down and, and cut stuff down because the humidors don't get any bigger. Our portfolios do, and that's now do that times you know how many companies are there. So uh, in any given year, you could have you know 30, 40, 100 new uh, new releases from the different companies all put together. There's no room in the humidors, so you got to take something out. So that's the part I like the most is the creating. Uh, an educating part uh, of the industry. You know, I, I, I find it very fun. Okay, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting distracted by the Alan Rubin dialogue and, the chat <laughs> and $30 waffles. <laughs> I, I really, I, I really am. Um, you know, you talked about Gurkha 10 years ago and I, I have to admit as a consumer and retailer, the company's slowly been, I see it every week on Facebook, the company's slowly been winning people over with changing the perception. Um, and I think that's been key to working with some key manufacturing companies to make premium, really good cigars. And I think we've seen it with people who have said, um, I mean, you know, you've been in our Cigar of the Month Club, um, and I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen people say, I would have never bought this cigar. I thought I'd never, there was never a Gurkha I'd like. And they would have liking that cigar. But you worked with companies like Aganorsa and El Artista. And what was the big point of turn where we, you guys as a company said, we're going to start working with some really top manufacturers to start making, like, I, I hate to say better cigars. Yeah, I mean, Abe, hey, it, it truly started. I, I think it truly started when Gary Himes came to the company, you know, twelve years ago when I started with the company, and um, you know, we we got there, we sat with Kaisad, and we said, 
you know, your cigars are museum pieces. Museum pieces, what do they do? They sit there. No one could afford them. And uh, it is what it is. You know, you, you're not, you know, you're selling to the one percenters, $30, $40 sticks. You got to make, you got to make, you know, cigars that everybody could afford with good quality. So we start, that's when we started our brick and mortar store with the Cellar Reserve. So the Cellar Reserve line is still our number one selling uh, brand of cigars on our portfolio, followed closely by The Ghost, uh, which is made by Abe Flores. Uh, the Cellars are made by our friends uh, at Cuevas that we've had a ranger with them over 20 some years with Gurkha 12. Um, and then you got Abe Flores, again, always done The Ghost for us. That man can make great cigars. Um, he really can. He knows what he's doing. Unfortunately, some of his stuff that he makes for himself, and I tell him all the time, because I love the dude. It's it's not up to par where it should be for a guy that's got the talent that he does. But then, you know, when the Arganosa came in and Jim Colucci came in four or five years ago, uh, Arganosa, we just started working now with Ram, um, making great smokes. which I was smoking here, which is the uh, the, the Revenant. Um, and, yeah, it's I think the turn was focusing more on the tobacco, a little bit less on the packaging, educating the customer on the new Gurkha, what Gurkha's about. Listen, the the the... The inexpensive stuff is going to be out there. Uh, it's for those those different guys. Um, I know a lot of people that are online are very really focused on cigars that they like the limited, the smaller companies. I I like I like them too. You know, I, I smoke I smoke uh, Saka stuff all the time. Ikerida is one of my favorites. Uh, Shorty, as you know, so I smoke all his stuff all the time. Awesome smokes, and like that is a lot of companies. To right? Clarify for those who don't know, Shorty's Eric. Espinosa. Shorty, Shorty's Eric Espinosa. <laughs> That's it's a name that I've had, we've had. He's been called that for a long, long time. We've known each other forever. But uh, but again, it's uh, I think that the newer smokers are are um, easily influenced by what people say online all the time. Uh, what I tell them is, don't be influenced, don't be a follower, be a leader. Take it on your on, upon yourself to try different stuff because you never know what cigar you're going to find that you're going to uh, thoroughly enjoy. So true statement and. I want to get into the Revenant a little bit because that's one of your newer cigars by a company that we've had him on the show, Ram Rodriguez of El Artista, a, 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 brand, a, a guy who's really starting to make a little bit more waves in the premium cigar industry. But you talked about how people feel about cigars. And I want to I want to address a post you made um, this week on social media about what the best cigar is. And I don't know if Paul has a screenshot of this or I'm going to read it, but I'll read it anyway. You made a post, you made a letter and you posted it this week on Facebook, I believe. And you wrote, what's the best cigar? Throughout the year, I'm frequently asked, what's the best cigar? I always have the same answer, and it usually makes people step back for a second to reflect. This time of year, we find ourselves surrounded by top cigar lists. They're printed in magazines, online, every blog, and hitting our email boxes for end-of-the-year countdowns. As I sat in joining a cigar last night, I was reflecting on what's going on in the world today, and these lists popped into my head. Why do we constantly allow others to tell us what to think? How could another person tell me what the best cigar is when this is completely a subjective question based on my own palate? How could you enjoy a full-bodied cigar if you're a mild, medium smoker? If you don't like spice, sweetness, natural, or Maduro, how can you and I enjoy the same cigar to the same degree? The truth of the matter is that it's not even based solely on palate. It's based on a meal enjoyed, the company surrounding, a memory that can't be forgotten. The best cigar is, quite simply put, the last one you enjoyed. And for that reason, it's different for every single person. And for that reason, at Gurkha, we make a cigar for every person's pal- palate. Juan Lopez, VP, Gurkha Cigar Group. Very interesting perspective. And my question to you is this. Do you feel that, so from what I get from this letter, you're feeling that, these cigar lists are trying to tell people 
what to think. But is it that or is it telling them what they think? Because I'm always, you know, like, look, I mean, look, constantly. I mean, I, I don't make lists where, but when I put cigars in our Cigar of the Month Club, it's what I think consumers, the, the, the majority of spectrum of people who are going to get them will really mostly enjoy my selections. And I think the people who agree with that end up wanting to use our suggestions more because they feel our palates coincide. I think that's what happens at the end of the day. When I was growing up, I was a big movie buff. I'm still a big movie buff, but I would always go by Roger Ebert's reviews because when he did a review, it's what he thought about a movie. But I would always, when I go watch it, I'd end up agreeing with his review. So he became my go-to guy. If I really want to know, should I go see this movie or not? Let me see what Roger Ebert said. Um, but this 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 letter almost makes it feel like that you think these lists are trying to control what people think. Did I am I misreading that or is that I, I, no? It's 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 yes and no. So I I didn't want to be that rude guy. So what I, what I really want to say in the letter because you know this this is that you have a drink and you're smoking and you're like so much I want to say but you can't really say it. I mean I broke down a few lists right and you you are going to like the big list everybody listens to right so cigar aficionado. Is there some reason why the camera's locked on me while Paul's talking? There, there you go. Thank you. So, so Cigar Aficionado, right? So you look at Cigar Aficionado's list, right? Listen, I'm a big Padron. Everybody knows in the cigar industry, my favorite cigar is Padron. That should be Cigar of the Year every year because I think the most consistent cigar in the cigar industry is made by the Padron family, period. My palate, my opinion. In saying so, if you start looking at the list, if you go to a list of a smaller uh, little guy that is a boutique guy, he won't have any Padrons in there. He'll have... Strictly small boutique com- companies, top 25, fine and dandy. That's that's his thing. That's, that's, you could do that. You go into Cigar Aficionado. If you look at the top 25, out of the 25, 24, advertise. That's just reality, right? The other, the one other guy that got it or two guys were Cubans because they can't advertise, but it comes from the same umbrella if we know what we're talking about. So to me, that's that's what upsets me a little bit is the fact that people run to this list and people make their own list. Listen, man, the list is this. You, you have, as a consumer – this abundance of amazing tobacco and amazing guys that create cigars, you know, like sea sagas of the world, you know, uh, us using the Cuevases, you know, using Ram, using Arganosa, um, you know, uh, I mean, there's so many others I could mention um, that don't be afraid to stray, stray from the list that they're telling you about or whatever list you're reading and try different things because you never know you're going to find that gem that you're going to enjoy. And, and that's what I meant by it. It wasn't really people telling you what to really smoke. But I think the lists are so off to me. They're so, there's so many great cigars. that That's why I said the best cigars are the one you enjoy. The, the, and it depends on your mood, the, the, who you're with. If you had a, a, good, a good cocktail, had a bad day, good day, it, it all makes a difference when you're smoking a cigar. But to me, is try different ones. Try, I try everybody's cigars because I'm in the business. I've been doing it for a while. And, and I enjoy – I thoroughly enjoy a lot of them. Like, hey, the, your, um, your packet for Christmas – I smoked already of the 25. I smoked maybe about 15 of them, all, all really good smokes. There, there was no real dogs there. They were all really good cigars. And, uh, and again, stuff like that is what I tell people. is like go out there, try different ones, try everybody's cigar. Lists are lists. Everybody's going to make a list. Listen, you, you can sit down with anybody and you can make a list if you want. Uh, and, and people are going to listen because you have a good palate. People know who you are. But it's, it's what you enjoy, what you like. And don't be afraid to try different stuff. I mean, that's just, that's just my mentality. You know, you know, it's funny because at the end of the day, you got to realize that a lot of it is a business, right? 
It's very, it's, it's one of the reasons why I don't do a top 10 list, you know, of anything, because I just find it hard for anybody to take my top 10 list seriously or make it plausible because at the end of the day, it's, 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 if you, I've seen some retailers do top 10 lists and just looking at them in, in the basic knowledge of 25 years I have in retail, I know those lists ain't true. You know, they're marketing driven, they're, 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 you know, self-promoting driven cigar aficionado. I don't care how, you know, yeah, I'm going to say it. Go ahead, say how, it, say it. Yeah, I don't care how they try to make it seem unbiased. There's no universe in which I'm believing that politics and, and business doesn't come into play at some level somewhere. So, but how about all these guys who really don't make a living on this industry? I mean, they cover their nut or they make a few bucks, but they all have real jobs. Who really make these lists? You don't feel that that's good for the industry that they're sharing their opinions because every person has their followers. We have our followers. Coop has their followers. Dojo guys have their followers. Kevin has their followers. You don't think it's good for them to share their feelings on that list? Because no, I, I I think I think it's good, but I think if if I were if I were to change something, make it a little bit different, uh, would be pick pick the best cigar from every company or the or, or companies that you smoke. What you've enjoyed, and put that down as these are the best cigars that I've enjoyed this year for Gurkha cigars, or Espinosa cigars, or Aganosa cigars, and, and mention those guys as well. And in that way, you're educating some of the guys that never tried a Gur- the new new Gurkha, that never tried an Aganosa made product. Uh, I, I think that to me that'll be a more of a fair list. Not it's not a number thing. It's more go enjoy and try these. Have you tried the new Revenant by by Gurkha? No. Have you tried the the San Miguel by 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 Gurkha made with Aganosa. No, so if you put it out if you put it out there in that kind of list, I think to me it makes more sense. Uh, but it takes again. There's and Syndicato you just popped the Syndicato, same thing. Um, and again, you gotta. I think it's just you gotta try different things, man. If you're gonna make a list, don't put a number on anything. Put put what you enjoy, what you recommend to these guys who are listening to you or loyal to you, that maybe they never heard of or never had the opportunity to find. They'll, look, they'll go look for it if they respect your, your opinion. That's what I think. Awesome. So let's get back to the Revenant you mentioned, and then we're going to get coupons, so I want to get through this right away. Um, Revenant by El Artista. Now, I'm going to be straight up honest. I mean, we, we, we're we working with them very heavily this year. Um, we started last year. I really never even heard of them prior to maybe, you know, spring of last year. Um but these guys have a tremendous history. We had Ram on our show. Um, and they is is the Revenant the first cigar that you worked with this factory with? Uh the, the first full blown, full blown as far as production, absolutely. They made a few uh, bundle cigars for us and stuff like that. Uh inexpensive like Price Fighter and some other stuff. But uh this is as far as premium. Yeah, the uh you got you got the uh, Corojo, you got the San Andres, the Maduro. This is what the packaging looks like. And, and listen, about so these guys are. I've been sixty years in the business. They got tobacco from all over the world. They grow their own cigar. There you go. Thank you. And uh, and and I knew I knew I known Ram for about seven eight years. I met him in Germany at the uh, Dorman show, and we became buddies. I know his uh, the guy that runs his, his operations here, uh, Kevin Newman, from back in the uh, Phillips and King Cretec days. And uh, dude, I knew they always had good cigars, good tobacco. And then uh, Jim, I go Jim, you know you know these guys. So Jim and I start talking. Jim went down there. He saw the amount of tobacco he has, and what he has at his in his hands that he could he could create. And and this guy, he knows what he's doing. It's sixty years of doing it, but they've always been, and the, you know, the silent assassins. I call guys like that. They're, they're they're very low profile, 
but you don't you have no idea that they're making you know 10 15 million cigars in our industry for other people so when we went to them we, we said uh this is what we want we want this is what we want medium medium body consistent beautiful looking wrapper perfect draw gave us a few samples and he hit it out of the park within two samples which usually takes 15 20 takes four or five months to get it going this guy knew what he was doing he knew what we wanted and he nailed it and uh and this cigar i mean the price point that's 750 to eight dollar price range which you can't beat and uh the cigars are, are unbelievable and they're doing extremely well for us so if you guys haven't haven't enjoyed it yet i highly recommend them again not, they're not a full body smoke more of a medium body um the corolla is more mild to medium uh, more of a morning cigar but again uh consistently great burn uh perfect draw and uh, the flavors there and it's very complex which i enjoy and uh yeah that's that's how we, we started doing business with these guys and and now uh, they see the orders coming in every month now, and they're like, man, no shit. So I talked to Ram, and he's like, they want it. You weren't kidding when you say you probably, you know, you got, we could make half a million cigars for you in a year ago. Dude, if it hits, it could be a million cigars. And you're gonna, both going to be happy. We just got to keep consistency. And when you go down to his factory and you see the amount of tobacco they have, that's when you go, these are the guys I want to work with. Well, the picture that Paul keeps showing is the Maduro. You have the Maduro and Corojo version. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If you're interested in trying the cigar, KMA is offering uh, all of Smoke In's fans a code um, for 15% off this weekend only. You can go to our website and save an additional 15% on Revenant Corojo or Maduro. Use the code RV, REV15. Promo code RE15. Get 15% off of Revenant Corojo or Maduro. And if I, if I recall correctly, because my head's like in a million places lately, I think that's a cigar you're putting in the party pack for the last little great smoke this year. So, that is a correct. Few, a, few, a few thousand people are going to get to try a stick no matter what. Yep. But if you're a Maduro yeah, fan... Cigar, see, listen, cigars, cigars are, are very, very, very good. Uh, I, I just think they're smooth. They're, the quality is there. Ram did a hell of a job. And uh, I'm very proud of be, being able to go out there with my team and, and uh, promote it and sell it. And and hope you guys enjoy it as well. Well, listen, I mean, I, see, I like when companies do what you do. Right. And it's hard. Look, this is the worst. I've said it. I'll say it. I'll say it. I'm going to say it probably another hundred times. Worst year ever for TGS, just in regards of supply and availability. But I love it when companies like you guys, when you come to this event, you throw something new in. Why? You know, we don't need to put a cigar in a TGS party pack that's been out for 15, 20 years. Right. That kind of really defeats the purpose. Let's let's give our, our fans and the people who are taking the time and supporting this event, let's give them something new to try. And, and I, I think this was a great choice. And you guys saw the commercial during the break. I'm telling you, if you're coming live, you got time. You can get tickets if you plan on coming in person. My prediction is virtual tickets will be out before the end of this month. So if you're on the fence, I'm telling you, don't want to hear crying because there will be no more virtual tickets. When it sells out, it is over. So um, they, uh, my prediction is before this month, before January is over, they will be gone. When, very when, when they sell out, all complaints go to Alex. They oh, no, no. I'm giving them your personal call. Call my attorney. His name is Carmine. <laughs> right? <laughs> Seriously. It's, 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 it's literally it's the worst part of the Great Smoke every year. I got people who I haven't talked to in 10 years. You know, hey, my buddy's all got VIP tickets. Can I get one? I'm like, VIP, right. I, I'm like, listen, I'm not exaggerating, but you know, I've like I've gotten 25 of these exact same messages. My all my friends got one, but can I just squeeze one more? It, it, it's it's the worst part of the event every year. Every year. That being said, 
Speaking of top lists, be interesting to hear his quick take on it. Let's get our boy uh, Coop on and see this week what is the scoop with Coop. Hey, yo, what's my theme music? The Scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. I, I gotta say this just not with really, not with really just busting balls, but I'm, this is like a sincere thing. You literally have to be the most unprepared person I've ever I want you to, I in want you history, to watch. In the history of anybody I've ever listen, worked listen, with. There is only one logical thing coming up next. Bro. No, I want you, I want you to watch what I'm doing while I'm doing all of this. There's literally. And, and Alex knows because he's done it. Logical he's done thing it. Coming up next. I got, I got eight things going on. I got lists going on. I have like, I try to talk slowly. I try to set him up. I did. Speaking of Coop and Top Ten, you can see him in the background as an admin. You see him lingering there. You know he's coming. Coop, what's up? Hey, good morning. Hey, Juan, how's it going? What's up, Coop? How you doing, big guy? How are you? Good. Rubbing it, man. This is excellent. This is excellent cigar. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Enjoy it. Folks need to get their hands on this, yeah. I'm telling you, Gurk is slowly changing the thoughts of a lot of people. From past opinion. Listen, it's, that's a hard thing. Look, yeah. I've said this before, right? When you have a bad rap, it's like a 18-wheeler doing 100 miles an hour down a highway. It's hard to turn that thing around. It's yeah. not easy. Um, but I, I think the company's doing a great job slowly yeah. changing people's minds, getting them. And, and, and especially when they people smoke them, and, and then they realize, oh, that Aganorse is making this, or LRTs is making yep. it. They're quality, quality cigars, and I think they Absolutely. line up. They line up with anybody else's top cigars out there. So um, I think. Looks, I, sorry, it, it, hasn't, it hasn't been mentioned yet today, but we've mentioned it numerous times. Um, Gurkha made TGS twenty twenty one party packs happen. I, I Absolutely. Don't know how the hell we <laughs> would have done that operation without them literally allowing us to like just consume their warehouse for a couple oh of weeks. that's true i forgot about that oh There's yeah yes 2021 party packs happen the digital experience most likely would have not happened without their help it definitely would have probably happened without the help of gurkha cigars so we're, we'll always be grateful for that coop what's the scoop bubba well uh we'll start off uh ferry otago uh is in the news this past week um they have relaunched one of their other major pillars, it's the Metropolitan Selection. Those are some of their, more of their legacy brands that were part of Nat Sherman. Um, so they have five blends that are now returning to the market. So I think that's a big part. I've heard a lot about Ferrio Tego all year, you know, all last year, right? And, and it was a great story. But I think this is going to be, Metropolitan is going to be a really key thing to see where Ferrio Tego is going right now. Because that's kind of the core of where they're at. So that's something I'm going to be watching for sure, and I'm sure it's going to be getting a big push over the next few months. I'll tell you what I caught that was interesting. I liked, and I don't know if anybody else caught this, but I liked their their mocked-up rendition of the Nat Sherman clock. Yes. You know, I, I, I'm glad you use, said that. Yeah, I don't think they could, or maybe they just didn't want, but I don't think they could use the original Nat Sherman clock because that, that was a, a literal image of the you know that was on top of their door. That's, that's iconic, yeah. That's yeah, iconic. Yeah, yeah, but at first glance, you don't realize it's a different clock. It, it's very subtle, yeah. And in fact, yeah, nice I really move. didn't think about it until you just said it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, nice move. It's not the same clock, Paul. Have you 
you know, since you're not I'm, doing anything now, why don't you find the two clock images that we can put up? Uh, <laughs> Well, it's, 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 it's close enough, but it, it reminds me. It reminds you of you know when you go to those like high end golf courses that they all have those those badass clocks on the 18th hole or the first hole. That's what it reminds me of, and it's closer than that Sherman. But obviously they can't use that because uh, it's not Sherman. But yeah, but Mike Mikey's doing a hell of a job, man. That guy's a hard working guy. People Absolutely. love him, and uh, he's good people, and I wish him the best. I do too. Uh, you know, Metropolitan's one of the brands I actually got started smoking with uh, way back when I lived in New York. So it, it's great to see that brand coming back. What else you got going on, Coop? Um, a couple of other notes we'll make. I know we're running a little late here. Uh, Drew Estate uh, made a big announcement this week on their Freestyle Live show. They are bringing uh, the Acid 20 Connecticut Toro to the TPE show. So, you know, this is the line that came out a few years ago to commemorate Acid's 20th anniversary. And uh, they released that in a, originally in a Broadleaf. Now there's a Connecticut, which is a 6x54. Now, there actually is a Acid 20 Connecticut out already. It's a 5x54. It's distributed through Alliance Cigar, not directly through Drew Estate. But this one's going to be a national release. And uh, they'll be, like I said, they'll be launching that at TPE. And then there'll be an online launch they're going to be doing on February 3rd as well so folks will get plenty of chance to see that cigar i, I get confused by the variations of because we have an acid 20 what rendition is that one this is connecticut no, shade connecticut. oh okay Are the maduro there's yeah, the maduro yeah is maduro. Okay. yeah 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 so uh yeah that's uh so yeah it's like the second blend they're doing in that what else you got going on and then another tp wants to keep your eyes out um aging room cigars you gotta be careful no don't say TP exclusive. Alan Rubin will jump on you. No, there's no TP exclusive. Uh, there there, there's, barely, there's barely enough TPE launches. I mean, let alone exclusive. So right. there's not a lot of there's not a lot of cigars that get launched at TPE. It's I think it's more of a buying show. But uh, there are some, and uh, Aging Room actually has a pretty big one. Uh, they're coming out with a six by sixty version of their Cuatro Nicaragua, which got the number one cigar of the year uh, two years ago. Uh, it's called the Grande. So um, you know. I guess it makes sense to, to tackle the 6x60 market. And uh, that's going to be making its uh, debut at TPE. Um, and um, you should start seeing that after the show in February. Tell you something. The GOAT and I were just talking in the office the other day, and maybe we'll get Juan's opinion on this and yours too is cool. Um, you guys notice the 6x60 Fed kind of air braking a little bit, slowing up? I, I mean, I don't want to call it a fad because it's been a decade long. So it's definitely not a fad, but. Yeah, yeah, right, right, you know, right, right. They were blowing out of the water. Like everybody's next cigar was a 6x60 version of what they made. Right. And I think on the retail shelves, and I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if it was that the people who liked that cigar, there weren't a lot of offerings. So the guys who came out with it, it was hot and it was selling, it was selling. But I think it's every brand came out with their version of a 660. It just diluted it. But. I think I'm seeing the six by sixty sales. I mean, they're not dying. Don't get me wrong. No, but they've slowed down. They're, they're slowing up. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, listen, and by traveling the the, the whole the country, you, you see it too. I mean, yeah. Listen, it's we we tried to get get you know pretty like the sexy thing with a seventy one time with a ghost, and then I literally said, you know what? We'll let we'll let Asylum guys that know how to make those si those sizes. That's that's what they do. Let let they stay in their lane. That's let Tom Mazuka and Christian do their thing. And, uh, and listen, uh, we all know the top sellings are Robusto Toro. And then after that, everything else sprinkles here and there, right? That's the truth. Churchill used to be up there. Churchill's yeah. and yeah, out a little bit. The cigar 20 years ago was Churchill and Coronas. 
And now, now you can find a church or the Corona anywhere. I mean, it's, it's I'm crazy. telling you, yeah, it's funny, yeah. but it's, it's the truth. And you know what you said about, you know, let CLE and asylum. Some of the best advice I got in my early twenties was twenties uh, was from a, um, a father of a guy I was working with. And I use it every time today. And he, he just looked at me and said, Abe, you know, you just can't be at everybody's wedding. And I use that all the time. You know, you just can't go to everybody's wedding, Abe. And because I was trying to do a couple different businesses, a couple different ideas. It's like, no, man, can't do it. Just pick one, do it good. And I think I think that's where it's at. I think it's slowing up a little bit. You think so, Coop? I think it's. I think we're starting to see some slope. I do like a good six by sixty, but uh, I think it's going to slow up even more this year because I do think that what we're seeing right now, this inflation thing, is ultimately going to affect discretionary income. And someone who may want was buying a six by sixty in the past may go buy six by fifty four now. Um, they, I don't think they'll go give up cigars, but they may just try to save a little money there. And, you know, a lot of guys who I knew who smoked by six by sixties that started going to the smaller ring gauges, they cut, they kind of start to see the light a little say, Hey, why was I going with these six by sixties when these six by fifties, six by 54s are doing it just as much for me. So I think we're going to see more of a change with that this year for sure. I agree. What else you got going on, Coop? Um, that's it for this week. I have the clocks. If you want to see the similarities. There There's is. the actual clock from outside the townhouse. That was on their packaging, and there it is. I had an image of it from their packaging. It just didn't look good. Yeah, so I it, it, it went and went and went, it went. Yeah, it's it's similar, but it's uh, the the metropolitan one looks more like a like a uh, what's that? Um, the one that they call a museum, the Movado. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. true. Yeah, it's like art deco, yeah. art deco looking. It's funny, you know. I just it's it's when I look at it now, yeah. I didn't but, realize that. Too. Oh yeah, right. when I well, I mean, I'm a, I have a graphics background, so literally, See, when I first are you saw sure it, that I clock know. wasn't? I mean, this is a question for Mike. Are uh, you well, sure listen, that Michael, clock wasn't Michael, on the metro? Yeah, Michael's why he said that's the that's the work we did in the 2018 rebrand. Okay, the rebrand did it. Okay, that was why. Yes. When they uh, when they took Nat Sherman's name off, off yes, yeah. So it happened before Ferry Ortega did. Yeah. We might not have been carrying the brand at that time. That's maybe why I didn't notice. Maybe we were. I can't remember. Okay. But I, I definitely remember the iconic art for sure. Cool. So, so yeah. cool. I, can't, I, I still can't believe. I, I, I still can't believe that Nat Sherman went away. The townhouse, especially. What a place! Isn't, isn't it crazy? <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, it you're right, Gary. I found the old clock. Yeah, now? the old I'm clock was on the metro. <laughs> yep. Kirk Kendall, good comment. <laughs> That's great. And, and and I saw and I saw I saw Alan Rubin made a comment. He he was he was pretty spot on on that. So the sixties, he got a good point. The sixties are not growing; they're staying the same. That's what's happening with the sixties. Yeah, they're staying the same. They're 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 going to fall off a little bit, but the sixty smokers, uh, Alan, those guys are stay the course. But but Alan 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 Alan, Alan thinks he's the authority. Point. Alan thinks he's the authority in all things cigar related. Yeah, he you, works you, with he, he, like the, the real the real Alan Rubin. Don't forget, it's the real Alan. No, Rubin. no, he's the fake uh, the, the, Alan. Rubin. This is the fake. Alan Listen, Rubin. he he's in a panic right now. We had snow flurries in North Carolina right, last year, and he's flight to Vegas. Imagine that, right? Right there, four guys were just trying to bust on Alan Rubin at the same time. So I Paul, I, I want you to do something because now that Kurt mentioned it, what are the hands of the clock set at on that metropolitan? I didn't very and so it's what two 
12? No, 10. 10, 10. I mean, 10, 10. 10, 10, 10, 10. I, I think it's 10, 12. Hey, it's, it's like driving, it's 10, like driving a car. Yeah. We start, start, start learning how to, how to drive a car, you know, the steering wheel. How you grab, how you grab the steering wheel. There's a 10 and the 2. Yeah, 10 and 12. I, yeah. I, I want, I'm going to ask Michael Herklock so there's any significance on where the hands are on that packaging. Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. question. Yeah. You'll have a lot of time with him coming up in a couple weeks. In a couple weeks, you you won't have a lot of time. You won't have a lot of time with him. What? Well, Why? Well, I'm not going to be there now. You? I'll be you, on no, the board. Hey, you, you, might be, you might be. You might be either urgent care or, or dizzy. We're not sure. We're not, we're not. <laughs> I have an update. If you want to feel bad, Abe. Oh, he has, uh, he, has a he has a fractured foot. Oh. Okay, so just so you know, when they say a fracture, that's like typically. You know, anything that's not broken comes out as a fracture when you get an X-ray. Right. Well, yeah, now, now, he's gonna, now he's gonna get now he's gonna get to wear one of those little cute little booties for a few weeks. He's gonna be all excited about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, maybe you, him and his booty. Yeah, but Paul, can you take him to Disney still? Maybe you get on. You know. Well, listen, man. We just went. I'm not that crazy. <laughs> okay. we're, we're not yeah. going till the end of next month. I mean, you can push him in the stroller. It shouldn't stop right, Disney. Right. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. He's holding out. He's holding out because if you would have the lifetime membership for hundred grand. They probably would have carried his kid to all the rides. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey, Mickey would carry him. The end of ne- wait, Paul. Did you say the end of next month? Possibly after the great, great smoke, smoke is the end of next after month. the great after the great smoke. <laughs> Just don't worry, me. it's in my calendar. Maybe if you go to Disney with him with a little booty, they'll let you skip to the front of the line. That's what I was saying. Yeah, you get gold priority. They don't do mobility passes they anymore. Don't anymore. We sure. found that out this this last trip, but. Well, he, we, were with, gets... we were with somebody that had a another uh, injury uh, issue issue, and they issue. they did give us the disability access actually for her. So it was fun. You just wait. but anyway. Wait 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 wait. Now, now I got a crack on you. Now the fact that your wife took you with you took you with the family was it the disability? That's what it let you in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she tried to say it was me. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> um hey wow kevin shahan just made a great point and i just looked at it whenever you see an ad for a watch the hands are always at 10 10 and if you do if you just google watch ads they are interesting 95 percent of them are like 10 10 10 12 i'd like to know yeah. what the significance of that is i think it's just so like he said because the dials looks are good. split you can see them both huh there's something new every I day mean- now that I'm thinking about it, kind of look would look weird. It was like you know five eighteen. Yeah, wait, let me see. Let me see if see? I can... you learn something new every week on KMA. Yeah, seriously. We are yeah. not only entertaining, but we are semi-educational. Can you see that? Oh yeah, look yeah. at that. I uh, guess just because it looks good, right? Yeah, right. Well, I think because yeah. your eyes will look up at the bo- both sides of the dial. That's why. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah. I. I I, I think it's really amazing that when they take the photo ads, they all take them at the same time. <laughs> I wonder how many of our listeners caught that. That's awesome. There's only Imagine one time of the day when you can take the world an ad. Where they take product photography for their watch. It's at 1010. 1010. You got 60 seconds. Let's go. <laughs> oh, that's a good that's a good point, Bruce. It doesn't cover the the logo or the or the name. That's that's actually a really great point. When the hands are spread out like that. So before before we get into our closing the same asylum, Coop, what's your take on the top ten list and the conversation we had before you hopped on? I'll give you a chance to rebuke or comment. You know, the thing is this if I, I hear a lot of comments on these lists every year. Um 
If I had a dollar for everyone who said they don't look at a top 10 list, I'd, I'd be able to retire. They, everyone looks at these lists, right? Um, you know, we do it. It's kind of – look, If we, we wouldn't do it if people didn't read it is what I'm going to tell you. But I always tell people, you know, what I do on my list is, is not maybe not what's going to fit what your profile is going to be because, again, it's an individual list. So, um, you know, you have to look at really how the list is done. Uh, I hear people complain about aficionados list every year, but if you don't buy into what they're doing, then then, then don't then don't pay attention to it. Is what I'm saying. No, literally, but uh, literally. but don't and don't no, force someone to change how they do their list. Yeah. What they're doing. If you don't buy into it, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got to buy into it. <laughs> <laughs> um. But you know the other thing, you know, Abe, you were making a point about sales, right? And and this, I was talking to someone about this yesterday. If you were to pick the hamburger of the year based on sales. Every year, McDonald's would be the hamburger. Of the Hands year. down. Hands down. So this idea of the best-selling cigars, cigar of the year, is, you, you know, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't work with sales. And you mentioned it. Retailers can manipulate that in, in certain ways to make it look in, in their favor. You know, and they move certain Listen cigars me, in their store. You don't yeah. have to manipulate it. So it's just, you know. It's natural. It's not, yeah. I don't mean they're manipulated, but, right. you know, they, like, if you're carrying a certain brand, you may push that brand a lot more, you know. So that, that's part of your business is what I'm saying. I mean, look, I mean, here's the reality of this. Some people will manipulate it, but even if you don't manipulate it, it's manipulated. So I've never understood a retailer's list, you know? Right. I, right. I don't either. Until some, we have a way of like nationally collecting sales data, which is never going to happen. Sales are, is a, a number that. But why, why does sales factor into it? Are we judging the cigar based on sales? Because that's a really simple metric to follow. If that's the, what we're the, doing. the thing is, I guess in other things we do that, right? For example, and I hate always drawing the movie analogy, but do we re- we always recognize like the best movies based on how much they've drawn at the box office, right? So I, I think, think that's so. ingrained in people's minds. I don't and, think so. There was a lot of low budget movies that got critical critical acclaim. Oh, I I know, and that, I'm not that, arguing that that, that it, didn't get known until after the fact, and then had sales because. You know, they got acclaimed when, you know, nobody watched them for a while. And then it came out after the fact later. Yeah. Second coming, you know, before it became real famous. But I'm just saying it's done. It's been done in other things. I agree with you. And it's it's the same thing you apply to cigars. I mean, it could be a very good cigar that didn't, that maybe only had two or 300 boxes. That shouldn't get ignored either. If you're using, if you're using sales as a metric, the small guys can never. They can never do it. Yeah. They can never do it. So. You know, I I, I don't. I don't I, uh, the, only thing, the only thing that throws me off a little bit, some of the lists is like if, if you have a cigar of the year, right? Let's say Ernie, right? Last year. How does that cigar go from number one cigar to not being mentioned? That's uh, always been the argument there. Like, I mean, the answer is, and the answer is, they don't review it. They don't review it. So if they don't review it, it doesn't count again. But they should review it again and give it another shot. So That's what I would how, say. Did it go down? Any, how can any list? And I won't mention any names, but those of, you, those of you smart enough will figure it out. But how can any list be legitimized when they will exclude a major company and player based on a personal reason? It's fair. It's fair. You should not do that. We, we, we won't mention any names, but it's, it's right behind Coop's back. <laughs> That's one of them. Hold on. one of them. Perdomo cigars that they make great smokes as one of the top 25. I mean, I'm just saying, dude. I smoke everybody's stuff. I like Perdomo stuff. That's one of them. How how is Saka's cigar never even got a rating? No, but I get it. But, you know, I mean, you know, how can can there be legitimacy then? You know, you know, 
if if you you have a protocol and a standard and a guideline, and I yep. think it's got to be in so many retail doors and and whatnot. How do these two companies never show up? Well, it's just it's just you guys, Coop. You know, hey, you guys all know this, man. You know when they do like uh, you know when uh, PCA, TA, all these guys come out with lists and selling stuff. They ask they're, they're not asking two thousand stores. They're asking a hundred stores, fifty. Well, a stores. very small subset. Yes, that's how they do it. So you really yeah. can't gauge it. It's it's the stores that they go to. That they go, hey, so where are your top selling cigars? So yeah. I want to say last year, last year, and I think Yanni, Yanni Garcia, which I love and Pete, got mad at me because I mentioned, how is it possible that these guys put, me personally, put uh, my father, which I great smokes and I love him, but they put him, the uh, cigar aficionado, put like top selling cigars. They put that cigar on top of Oliva. We all, and, and that, so she called me and she goes, Yanni, the one thing I, I noticed that Gurkha's not on there, go, Yanni, it's nothing against you. It's, I'm actually saying, Oliva, the one thing that's, that that you guys don't do is you guys don't give your cigars away. Meaning, you know, uh, they're very, they're very, uh, their strategy of doing the deals and whatnot is different. Oliva's yep. everywhere because they give you good deals. They got they got a lot of tobacco. They're smart people, good marketing company. But it's to me is that the mindset. I see more Oliva in every store than I see than I see my father or anybody else. Again, I'm not giving my father. I think they're they're an amazing brand. They grow quickly and they're amazing. But to me, I, it, when I saw the number, I'm like, how is that possible? And when I see Oliva everywhere and I see the kind of deals that Oliva gives away, and I know and I know that and I know that my father doesn't. They, they don't need to. That's not what they do. And uh, but anyway, that's just you know. And she got upset. And I, I you know, we, now we're cool. But I used to like, oh, it just makes no sense. Yeah. But. Whatever, man. It's, it's yeah, but I don't. I don't think you were meaning. I mean, I'm, I'm taking that. You didn't mean that as an insult. It's just a I different way they do. It's well, a different people, way they do it. People, as you'll learn, can be very sensitive yeah. about. Sure, that. no, I get that. But I, I, I see exactly what Juan's saying on that. And there's other companies that certainly fall into the same boat too. All right. In traditional fashion, it's time for our closing, our normal ceremonial KMA closing. It's time to see this week. And this is a good story, actually. I don't know who found it, but it's good. Time to see this week who belongs in a cigar in the same asylum. Welcome to the Cigar Asylum. Did you know I'm utterly insane? We all go a little mad sometimes. Where logic and reason cease to exist. All right, here we go. January 22, 2022. <laughs> Man donates kidney to his girlfriend's mother, and then she marries someone else a month later. <laughs> True story. A man said he was dumped by his girlfriend weeks after he donated his kidney to her mother, Uziel Martinez from Baja, California, in a TikTok video said that he donated his kidney to save the life of his girlfriend's mother. A month after the operation, the girlfriend dumped him, and then went on to marry someone else. I donated a kidney to her mother, and she left me and got married a month later, he says. The video on TikTok was made in response to a trend in which men recounted their worst experiences with exes. The clip has been viewed over 14 million times. and has made national headlines in Mexico. Uh, there was showered support for Uziel saying, don't look so sad. She lost a great gentleman. Keep moving forward and find the perfect woman who appreciates you with one kidney. Uh, <laughs> that was ad-libbed. 
<laughs> After the video went viral, Uziel insisted that he, he was over with the breakup. In another video, he said, actually, I'm fine. I'm fine emotionally. I think so. I think so is she. I have nothing against her. We are on good terms. He added, they are not friends, but they don't hate one another. Uh, her mom better love you. Yeah, seriously. When someone urged Urziel not to repeat the mistake, I don't think that's possible. <laughs> he, yeah, he joked, there's no spare kidneys left to donate. We just <laughs> have two kidneys, and I already gave one. If I only have another one for me. So he said, I can't see that happening. But you, my friend, without a doubt, qualified to be this week's inductee into the cigar is sale. That's why. Asylum. Yeah, I don't That's know. why I, I gave mine back. to my sister. I want my kidney back. Can they do that? No, no. Oh well, I don't know. Hold on. Logically, why can't they? If they can take your kidney, someone's kidney out, and give them your kidney, why couldn't you take your kidney back? So I'll I'll give you. It's like you donated money. I'm just saying, could it be done physically? I don't know if they could put it back in you. Can I tell you why they might? They probably can't. I just want it back. Let's talk to the guy with one kidney. Yeah, I donated my kidney. They they um they put surgical staples on your ureter and the artery. There's two connections to your kidney. I mean, I guess in theory they could cut those off and reconnect it. I guess. And you wouldn't reject it because it's your kidney. I mean, sure. I, I'm just saying, in that the situation, is, I fucking want my kidney? kidney, I'll sit it on top of my fireplace and look at it. My my sister, yeah, I want my shit back. Wow! I'll create something. I'll it'll be a Johnny Blue dispenser through my kidney. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. It was a very very interesting show yep. this Saturday. Uh, talked about a lot yeah. of things. Juan, as always, pleasure having you on. Always great conversation. Thank you, Juan. Cool. Always, always great being on, man. Love you guys, man. You guys Absolutely. have the best show. I, lo- I love coming on here. Uh, Coop, man, love you, buddy. Yeah, same uh, here, buddy. Hey, hey Paulie, bro, I'll, I'll chip in uh, five bucks to that, that lifetime membership uh, for Disney. <laughs> I'm in too. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I hope uh, Little Man gets better, and uh, he'll be fine. Oh, 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 oh. Hey, wait, hey, did you notice how quickly he got that picture? But the other stuff that he needed to have, he you wasn't prepared it? for. Come on, I've man. Had, <laughs> I've had the picture for like forty minutes. I'm gonna make a T-shirt. The world versus Paul. <laughs> Everybody's in on the ball busting. Listen, we hope we entertained you. We hope we educated you. We hope we made you laugh. Uh, thank you for joining us this Saturday morning. We'll be back next week with Kevin Shahan, and then the week after that, we got a very, very special episode, which we will tell you about later. But it's going to be a very interesting show. Then we're going to take a two-week hiatus in preparation for the last Luau, the Great Smoke, 2020. Two, if you haven't got your tickets, go check it out. If you want to be in one of the coolest and funnest Facebook groups on social media, go check out Smoking Social on Facebook. Everybody have a great weekend. Be safe. And until next week, keep it lit.